Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. You know what it is? It's news, news, and more news tonight. Our man going to praise to the ancestors, praise not turn of glory to God, be born with the spirit of the color of Blue Muhammad. Praise Harry Tubman, glory to Ida B. Wild. Long live the spirit of the family. So we're doing it real well tonight, y'all. You know what I mean? Coming in, and uh, up on so many different things. You know, we got a couple of things going on. So life is always life. There's all a lot of things going on always. Uh, a couple of different things and interest we're going to put out on the news. Um, and I got also, I want to uh, put out, though, is about... Uh, a bubble who was, he was, and he, he hasn't really been found yet. Let me say that. Let me see that. Let me get this right here. Let me get this article to you out real quick. All right. I'm going to read the story out the heart of the current scene that it was more better out of you. But we're going to work for we'll open up a chat room, co-host in here. And we're going to take and share this article also in the chat room. So I opened it up. Uh, let's see here. Yes, that we just keep jumping. Them co hosts up in here. Some 
Start off with the real story first. I want everybody to hear the wild message. 
that popped off, so we're going to jump real quick.
I don't think the other one was like in the system like that. Or if they ever was in the system, they had never got their blood taken. See, he had gotten his blood taken. He had got something like when you go to jail and he, up here, uh, nowadays, man, they want to take your blood. They want they want some of that blood. Want you be DNA when you leave. So you know what I'm saying? They done had his DNA. So that's what else I'm looking at. So that's the fight. You know, even though I'm, I'm, you know, what I mean, I'm most concerned about what the hell is going on with our people. But then looking at seeing that they using the how they using the DNA to identify, even though you know it's like all right in this situation, but that's good. So that's good. But in all in all, to to be having people DNA like that, that's not good, man. Y'all can do any fucking thing. Mm-hmm. This is how y'all. Yeah. This, this is how y'all fuck us over. Man. Y'all build biological goddamn chemical weapons to go along with our goddamn DNA, man. And y'all just need to come on, let's get all the tax we can get. So that's, that's yeah, I, have a, I have a problem with that shit too. Mm-hmm. That's know, why I like, just, like, what the fuck do we need y'all for? You don't do shit no more. Your own police work. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything you do is um, technology wise. No footwork. No mm-hmm. motherfucking snitching. Mm-hmm. You all don't do shit. Nah, they sure don't. I don't mean, goddamn thing. Not a damn thing at all. To try to get somebody to snitch. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that they can do. To try to talk you into snitch. That's the main. That's the main thing. So, but yeah, that shit going on up here in New Haven. So, like, you know, it's definitely serious. It's a serious thing. Mhm. You know. So it's a lot of you know it's a lot of people getting that in fact we can we we amping our bodies up like we are small we are small like we are small like city right and so like if you look at a city like um if you look at Chicago Chicago is ten times bigger than our city you know what I mean and that have like that have like 400 to 500 mercy. Now, we 10 times smaller than them. You know what I'm saying? But we have like 50. So if we were as big as Chicago, we have numbers like that, 500, 600 mercy. And I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if our city was as large as New York or some shit like that, man, mm-hmm. this should be like, this should be a dang, this shit would be super fucking dangerous. But this is already dangerous mm-hmm. enough. This shit would not be nowhere where people want to live at all because people, like, people already don't like it here. I just find people from New York come live here and be like, oh, no, I'm leaving here. God, this thing, this is much me. This is God's fucking wide open. And like, yo, if this was a big place, this would be just something. It would be not, no, nobody yell couldn't be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have gates there, yeah. Like, yo, y'all can't come down this motherfucker, man. And they already got gates there, but they have some bigger ones. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's the type of places. So I, I'm seeing this happening, man. And I know, see, like, over there, and over there where they be staying at, man, they got a lot of my Italians over there, man. Kids are trying to be running for the Italians and all types of those. My Italians are fucked like that. 
I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. They will cut you all the way the fuck up. Like they'll cut your whole body apart. You know what I mean? They notorious for that. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's mostly, it's a lot of white people. Yeah, like, I, in our city, in our city, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like, it, it, it seems more like probably about 30, 30, 30. Like, 30, like, it might be like 30 percent white people, like mm-hmm. 50% black people, like 20% Puerto Ricans and Mexicans and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, because I I would be I would feel kind of you know afraid shit in the all you know the all cracker neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm trying to find out shit. Nah, nah, ain't no shit like that. I feel I I feel unsafe in them motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers are dangerous. Yeah, nah, I definitely shit. feel unsafe. I, yeah, nah, I always feel uncomfortable around white people. I would rather yeah, live yeah. around black people. And I'd rather live in the hood around black people in the hood. I'd rather live with black people like that who live and, you know what I'm saying, alive motherfucking people. And not no dead motherfuckers who leave, you know, 8 o'clock at night. Ain't no, no ain't nothing going on. Nobody walking down the street, no shit, nothing. I went like this. Hell yeah. yeah should I stay out there with, the, with them crackers, man? It's, it's different, you know. Should I be, when I walk in the house at night, I be... You know what I'm saying? Paranoid shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, them motherfuckers are twisted. <laughs> yeah. Should I get out the, out the car, come in the house over here, I don't even be thinking about shit. You know what I'm saying? I know somebody watching me. Yeah. Somebody. Nah. Somebody going to tell it. Yeah, nobody <laughs> over there. They, they watching because they tracking you. Right you over there, they tracking your ass if they watching you. Yeah, all right. They come yeah. in this time. Motherfuckers tying you and shit to come run up in there and, and slaughter the whole house. That's what white people be doing. They fucked it up, man. But yeah, now nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable if I lived around all white people. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the city not made up like that. Like where I live I live in the in the in the really this is the black portion of the city. You know what I'm saying? It's like the one, two from blocks down. This is all the like you got white people in here or something, but it's this is the black neighborhood where I'm at. No, no, it's where you gonna see all this. Yeah, that's why I was because of the um what you was telling me about the with the brother with his legs um severed. You know, that just yeah. sound like some some. You know, either that's like you say some mob shit, or that's a sick ass cracker. Cracker, yeah, man, it's a mm-hmm. cracker. Yeah, like I'm saying, I'm saying I'm in the hood. I'm sitting here on my porch. I just moved here. No, okay. So I'm sitting here on my porch, and they stopped by the drug just now, put a hand up to me like if I had weed, because I know that's what they tell me. So that's the type of hood things I live at. They work in the industry, they move, and little packages, little packages, what was the last thing you said? I said it's like four. No, nah, I said it's like four or five women out here looking for weed right now. Oh. Uh. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They stop by. Yeah. Know. I'm like, I just stare at them. Like, all right, all right. They taking fuck off. All right. But what y'all want? Yeah. <laughs> 
So that's the type of neighborhood I live in. You feel me? If you go attack a window, you come by and ask me if you got speed. Hell, they can tell me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the us over here. They, you know, they looking, they looking for them, for them rocks over here. They looking for their arms. Yeah. They cut that out up here. In my city, see, they did something different. They they not allowing black people to sell no drugs. They not allowing black people to sell drugs. Now, we're going for real. Like, Puerto Rico is allowed to sell drugs. You know, those times. If you got to go for the weed, they might mess with you, but they mess with most people with those people who telling most people who can do this and just relax. Uh. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's just tell you the situation that there's. There ain't no, like, these little dudes ain't getting no money. Not like, you know, they don't have no, if the drug game is over. Up here, it's over. You know what I mean? Uh. They, they like, selling cocaine anyway. If you got some heroin or something, that's not nothing that black people ain't really just on heroin like that and crack yeah, yeah, and crack didn't keep a turnover like that. It didn't keep a good turnover here with black people selling getting mm-hmm. it. And then they wanted to stop us from being able to stop the money from coming. They closed the factories down and then they just slowly even start eating off ourselves. Then once the them things died out, there's still some out here but it ain't it ain't nothing like mm-hmm. nothing like how it used to be but out with the Puerto Rican thing. Oh, that's just like that damn ninety. It's like eighty nine ninety. They out there. So they getting Bentley money off of that shit. They driving Bentley. The dope motherfucking Puerto Rican dope boys driving Bentleys out there and that damn and you come across town and these jokers is riding bikes hustling. Couple of niggas got cars, couple of laws, but very few driving cars. And they driving the car, they selling me. That's what they sell Anybody might be, anybody don't get you some money. They don't sell some of that, sell some of that, uh, sour and all that shit. They got to get some of that shit. That's what's going to get them money. But they buying all of that from the Puerto Rican. From the Puerto Rican getting it from the Puerto Rican. Like, I'm saying, they're like, oh, this is crazy, eh? Like, it's like the cops just stepped off and let the Puerto Rican get free, free run. Fuck it. Guys are so, big, so crazy out here. All y'all, whole part of town. Everything out there goes crazy. But everywhere with black, black people at, there's mainly, you know, they're still set that down. Which I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but when you look at it, it's like, damn, what the hell is going on? Because that put people, because that fourth economy kept people from going to work. And now you got a bunch of people who don't work and don't know how to work and out of work because they, it's in an economy that wasn't real. It was based on some shit that they didn't understand was going to leave. Yeah. Uh, nah, it ain't, nah, it ain't kicking like that, you know, out here. Not like it was, but, you know, you get them young, mostly the youngsters, and, you know, it don't last long. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so shit, there's always some new ones coming up, but I ain't really seen nobody just, you know, shining like that off okay. that shit. Yeah, and it's been shining, like, you know, you know, they used to be shining, like, yo, you know the dope boys, you see them, they're the dope boys, they get money, all of this money, look at that, look at that there, everybody was getting money, it seemed like it would never stop, it seemed like it would never stop, it's like that money would never stop, like, you know what I mean, 
Like, you know, people outside looking like the rappers for real. The rappers trying to look like the people who outside. They ain't trying to look like the rappers. The rappers got to look like them with all the shooters and all. But they getting, they getting money. But now, that's like, it's obsolete. There's no stuff like that. But they got them still turning to it. They talking them into it, though. Through the music and all that shit. They got them popped into it. Yo, man, you're going to get this dope, man. And in certain places downtown, oh, they getting that money. Yeah. Getting that money. The majority up here, East Coast, like Northeast, they're slowing that mess down to the wrong. The wrong. Slow, slow thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 I mean, it, it's, it's what it had to be. They did that on purpose. And to keep us from building businesses, own, you know what I mean? Owning our skills, you know what I mean? Coming from building businesses and owning our skills, as you know what I'm saying, people who was going to build our own community, we looked for somebody else to bring stuff in so we could get money out of the community, you know? Like what they say on that side, it's like, it's like the wolf, you know what I'm saying, who licking the blade, you know what I'm saying, and keep licking and drinking, but really he's licking his own blood because after he licked the blade, he cut his tongue and he died. You know what I'm saying? Licking the blade that he thought was going to keep him alive. Now, who you going to blame for licking the blade? You going to blame the wolf or you blame the hunter who put the blade in the ground with the blood up there for the wolf to lick in the first place? You don't give him no choice. Ain't no food and it's only food like this. It's only choice. Yeah, you're right about that. If they don't really give them, you know, you know, they start with that, that fake-ass education system, you know, right. that they don't prepare them, you know, to shit to do nothing. Exactly. One time you get, I mean, the school I went to out here, I mean, so that wasn't no, no, no type of learning institution <laughs> at all. Shit, I I remember times, you know, the principal would be like, don't stand in front of the school, go stand on the bus stop, instead of saying, y'all getting the motherfucking school. You know what I'm saying? So they pushing us off the, off the motherfucking school. When they supposed to be telling you to come inside, just get your ass. Come inside. Yeah, don't stand in front of the school or get on the bus stop. I'm messing our stuff up. You're making us look bad. Yeah. Instead of encouraging the seniors to come to shop again, you know, that's, that is the public school system for you. That's the public school system for you. I mean, it's not, you know, it ain't, it's not broken. That's the way that it works. People always explain that the shit broke, but it ain't broke. That's the way that this thing works. I mean, but uh, if you 48 to anybody, you know, everybody on the line, we just uh, conversating, y'all can Time one day, you know what time it is. It's news, news, and more news. And, uh, yeah, it's just the machine. That's how that public food system works. It's not broke. You know I mean, it's working exactly how it was created. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So, so uh, Black Five, what's going on, shooting? Uh, I think Brother Cole's out there. You know what I mean? Uh, just a dialogue, that's all. 
Uh, Sister Camille, that she walked in like power. Um, and I'm standing up in the room. Yeah, we we got on. We got uh, to this point right here because the initial, the initial thing we were talking about. Did y'all hear about the? Uh, uh, I'm gonna put the article. Uh, I can't. I don't even have. I'm gonna put the article in the group, right? About the the brother from New Haven who was identified by DNA because all they found was a pair of severed legs. Uh, let me see. Copy that. Um, so that's how we got there. I'm going to put it in there so y'all can check off the well. Come back to it a little bit. That man's going to be definitely an interest. Very interesting. It's working slow right now. But yeah, what about what? Uh, what else about um, what's going on, Sister uh, McKeel, with that article that you found the interest? I'm on that page. What, what other article? On the, uh, oh, I didn't put the other article in. Oh, excuse me, that. Did I put There's an article uh, about the Africa, about the UFO. <laughs> yeah, you see, there's a wild out. But can you put that inside the group? Because I can't put it in the group because it, it jumped out my chat. It jumped out my chat. Uh-huh. My chat goes down. Okay. I'm going to see because something happened and all, everything I had up shut down. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to find I'm, it. I'm, I'm looking for it now. Okay, here we go. I see it. I have to go to my history. But I'm going to put that in. Let's see. We're going to... Uh, what's going on with uh, Sasha Bland? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? What's going on? I've seen a lot of information on this. I'm telling you, I've seen... Yeah, well, um, first off, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. You know, for one, it really... You know, I've really been... Um, I've been getting information here and there, but, you know, like I say, I really don't like watching, you know, the the police brutality um, videos and stuff that come out on our people because that shit really, it really had me on another level. So I have to, like, spoon feed myself the information, you know, because the shit gets me that mad. But, um... But what I'm seeing is, I mean, I see that they are already trying to ease their way out the shit from from the autopsy report. You know, they're saying that, you know, it it shows that it was um that it wasn't a struggle. And then they had the little um the little white uh cavish come through and say that she ain't heard nothing. And the next day, you know, probably let her out, you know, out early on her charge, mm-hmm. you know, to keep her mouth shut. And then it's in Texas, 
in a little bit ass town, you know, and a lot of people, um, you know, overlook the fact that Texas is one of the, you know, racist cities out here. You know, some people say it's not the South South, the fuck it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's bad out here. Yeah, now Texas races. I don't. I never. Yo, listen. I lived in Connecticut a long time, a long motherfucking time, and I ain't never met a bad cracker who just yell out the motherfucking call Linda. <laughs> no shit like that. In Texas, oh, them motherfuckers did it, and I about lost my goddamn mind. I was with my daughter. I'm going to. I was like, damn, I got my baby in the car, because I'm saying like I'm. That shit was ridiculous. I, I was going after that cracker. Because mm-hmm. where I'm from, a cracker ain't going to say no shit like that. You say that shit, man. You liable to, oh, you liable to die for that from cracker. It wouldn't no, not be. You just yell out, nah. Or some old man. Oh, no, no, no. You know, just nigga, nobody like that. Man. Nobody is with that. So that is, that is the first. I've never been, you know, like, I'm never in Connecticut. Never, ever. I was in Texas, and cracker did that. Pulling out the gas thing. I was pulling in. Oh, mm. my. So, you know, uh, if they open it up to say that like that, man, I know they good old boy friendly down there, super good old boy friendly. Like, I live down there, so their demeanor is like that. You know what I mean? Their demeanor is just standoffish. they just crackers, a redneck cracker, two mm-hmm. rednecks. Real rednecks down there. Trust that. Yeah, and I just don't see somebody, you know, being that upset behind a ticket that they'll be willing to take their life, you know, behind a ticket. Yeah, so indeed. Now, that right there, that's ridiculous in its own stuff, you know, to even surmise that she would take her life due to a ticket and that, she would have induced enough marijuana to make her so unstable and just uh, paranoid of what would happen to her. Would that paranoia not make her too afraid to, like, do something like that? Would it scare enough and make her wild enough to, well, you know, kill herself? They said it was three days later. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't blow no more. But I mean, is it anything out there that keep you high, high as fuck for three days? No, I'm just saying. Last just time it. I smoked, you know, I, I, a I couple of hours. Nah, you know, you got some of that smoky. You got some of that smoky shit off a of Friday. You high three days later, you still tripping the fuck out. You know, got some. That's a bad one, man. But I, you know. I'm saying, you know, I, I, you know, I'm about to read it again on whether or not she was supposed to ingest it. I thought, you know, that day or three days prior. Because they were saying she ingested it inside of the cell. They said she got high right in the jam. So I'm and I'm like, in, a, in a little-ass town in Texas. Got high, smoked that weed. In Jailtown. No. I'm saying, listen, man. Uh, I, 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 it's not. It's definitely incredible 
very shaky. Now, I uh, to re-evaluate uh, when she spoke to who and whom and what day she spoke to them and had they spoken to her on those last two days or when was her last outgoing call during those last two days because she spoke to people the first day. Allegedly. Matter of fact, i got to say allegedly right now because they're saying she spoke to a bell boss. You know what I mean? Uh, hold on, no, 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 no. Not a bell boss. Let me speak to But do you notice how, you know, anytime when our people die that, you know, they have the marijuana in their system, they try to act like you just, they make a motherfucker so crazy and out they mind. They did it with um, Trayvon. They did it with Mike Brown. And now they're trying to do it with the sister Sandra. Now, if the shit make you that crazy and out your motherfucking mind, why the hell are they legalizing it in other states? If it do you like that, then why would they do that? If you yeah, have if if you have a chance of going out your fucking mind, you know, why the hell would they would they go through all that and to to legalize it? It don't make sense. Oh, you asking too many questions right now. <laughs> too many questions right now. Now you don't come to ask too many one question too many. You know, but that is uh. uh that is a good question. Uh, hold on one moment. One second. But, like, I was looking at a study, and they were saying that um, just, like, a small percentage of people that may have um, bad effects towards um, smoking, you know what I'm saying, smoking marijuana, like maybe 5%. And that's normally people who already have psychological problems, which is not normal, you know what I'm saying, everyday people. I'll try to see if I can find that. Uh, oh, here I go. But now you know you're saying that about 5% of the people uh, who do have a, a problem with marijuana, you, you said that they already have some other psychological uh, problem. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's what the study said. There's a small percentage of people that actually may, you know, have a bad reaction to it, be somebody with schizophrenia or something like that. You know, I went and read into it. I think this, whenever um, the Trayvon uh, Martin case was going on, and I just kind of went to see. I'm like, man, I think they, you know, trying to get over on us. Yeah, you know, marijuana make black people super strong. You know what I mean? I forgot about it. That's the projection that I went around someone the other day. That's the projection. The projection. They tell you, look, man, marijuana do this, that, and the third. Woo, woo, woo. Now, every time we see this go on, we're going to see, look, see what this marijuana do? They're protecting that marijuana back because they're going to they're gonna start having this random shit happen everywhere. All that, uh, 
Washington State and all that shit. You watch that's where the birthday don't break out. People gonna just be breaking out. They gonna say, Look at all these killers, all this murder. Look at all this shit going on. Why is it going on? It was the marijuana made them go crazy. All right. All they need is a couple of examples. They need a couple of examples. And that wacky weed gonna do what they said it was gonna do in the church. Yeah, but I thought I, I seen something about that, about that that's why birds legalized it was because, you know, because of us. But, I mean, there's been a lot of laws that, you know, <laughs> they done, you know, made a law just specially for us. We can get a bunch of laws changed. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's a double negative they use because it's like, on one hand, they just de- they define marijuana as being a uh, a downer, right? You're gonna smoke it; it's gonna have you relax. It's not gonna amp you up or anything, right? But then when you look at the early um, when you look at the early campaigns that was coming out in against weed, like in 1920s and 30s, they were showing they were saying that they were they were they were they were using that myth that it made Native Americans and Negroes crazy. Because we would question shit. But they show you that anytime they want to justify their criminality, they will. That's what I get from the shit. If, you know, whether the sister ate some weed while she was in her cell, whether the sister hung herself in the cell, the trash bag incident, the goddamn autopsy, all of us pointing towards foul play. And as this, every, every kind of points towards foul play, what are they doing? Taking whatever that is, turning it around. To make it, to make the system seem as if it ain't got nothing, nothing to do with it, you know. She she uh, killed herself while she was in custody. Scandalous. Check. Now, yeah, I I've seen the I've seen the articles and I'm just looking at it. And I'm looking at it through, you know, I'm looking at it through brother brother eyes right now, you know, as best as I can. You know, I'm looking through, you know, I'm just looking at it. What do they have the ability to do with the situation and how the situation is given to us? See, I'm always looking at the context of how the situation is given to us because it wasn't, it wasn't something that was like, I mean, the news had this kid. It's only like the news had it first. It wasn't like this was some, some, some shit on YouTube first. It was like the news had it and put it out right when it, you know what I'm saying, right when it went down. So, like, when mainstream media got it first, CNN, ABC, uh, whatever the fuck, the rest of the alphabet, it always makes me live. It always, I always start to, you know, my, my, my ears go up. You know what I mean? My antennas go up, as they say. I start to think about what's really hot. But it was definitely for how the circumstances played out to try to defend. Something that should invoke emotion. Plainly. You should, no should be angry about hey, it. You know and so that's what we're dealing with. How. How are how are they giving us the context for what we are supposed to be? How we are to be act 
to these situations. That's what that's what I'm looking at this thing. How is our reaction supposed to be to another sister? Then they feel like now Sandra Bland is the one that's like it's out in in the front because of the video from out of the police car. Right? Now on top of that, it was a, it was like three other sisters almost back to back. Who was murder? See, uh, uh, let me, let me go. I'm going to man. Man, I'm going to make sure I have this name right. Well, Black Power, if anybody else want to add on to the story of the sister while I go look for these, uh, this other information, please go. Black Power family. Oh, Black Power before Hodier, did wow. anybody see the pictures uh, to show that there was an entrance into the jail by where her jail cell was? I, I didn't see the photos, but I heard uh, that I heard it was an entrance that was out, that her cell was at the end where it was off uh-huh. camera and that there was an entrance uh, out there that nobody could see from the camera. Right, it's an actual a gate that you can go in, and a, a stop back door that would allow you in where you couldn't see anybody near herself. And I'm looking at this as, uh, uh, you know, lynching 2015 or lynching 20, 20, 20 hundred or 2000. Because uh, looking into this shit right here, uh, across the South, though they're trying to really say across the country, but particularly the South. You done had all of these mysterious hangings of black people, females as well as uh, uh, males. You know what I'm saying? You got a sister, 18-year-old Chapman, who July 14th was supposed to have hung herself in the Alabama jail. Though her mama, you know, fighting, saying that she know her daughter didn't kill herself. She know that the cops uh, killed her, Okay. The same, the last show that we had when we discussed this, I have pulled up an article on it that in 2012, a brother was found hung. He's supposed to commit suicide in this same fucking jail. What is this that? We already know that the cracker, the racist crackers, those that you want to say uh, in the Klan and, and, and in the night shit, uh, these are the judges, the lawyers. These are the doctors, the nurses, the teachers, the motherfucking five-o swine, uh, uh, the firemen, and, and these are who these motherfuckers are. They didn't like you said, brother Bourne, You ain't never seen a clan uniform for sale. I don't know. I don't. This the new lynching. Yeah. This the new lynching, and. Yo, know, I'm going to tell you all saying this is a war tank. Brother Nicaragua was, was talking about something, you know, a couple of days ago. You know, I think probably before this even happened about how, you know, how our interaction should be. You're dealing with your enemy. You're dealing with your enemy. You got you to gotta have a certain type of interaction with them, especially when you're dealing with enemies. But we're not talking like... We talking real game shit. This not like play play. This real, this real shit. Like these, you talking to the enemy. They will kill you. 
you know what I mean, at the drop of the dime, not for no reason, not for a reason, for uh, because I can, for that reason alone. They will, you know, at any time you're interacting with them, it depends upon whether they opt to act on that or not. And this is all dependent upon their state of mind when dealing with them. Now, you got to deal with them in one or two mannerisms. You could be curt. Nobody's saying you got to, uh, you could be curt. You be curt with them. You know what I'm saying? Close to courteous. Curt, close to courteous, but you don't got to be extra nice. But um, a a level tone and not allow, you know what I'm saying, situation will keep them more or less at a level situation, especially during what we know as traffic stops. Traffic stops is a big place where people get into a lot of friction with, with the police. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, the number one thing is, you know, you, you deal with them how they need to be dealt with in order for you to move on to your next step and what need to be going on. Now, if you feel as though that this is a, is the battle for you and this is the battle that you can win, then you do what you need to do at that point in time. I'll never tell you not to fight a battle that you feel you can win. I'm not going to tell you that because I don't know your capabilities in that battle to 100% capacity. I know no one else is but my own. You know, and so, but I will tell you that you have to pick and choose your battle wisely, especially when dealing with someone who has a history. That's what Mr. McDonald's saying, like, how wisely surprised when people be dealing with people who got a history of this is what the fuck they do. This is not, these is the ops. These are ops right here, right? These is all opponents. This is opposition right here, period. And every time you deal with them, you got to deal with them like they're the Because this killer be killed, ain't no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no doubt about it. So we, are, we are always remember that. So there was some key things where ain't nothing justified, but there was some key things that the sister did that were that if she didn't, if she wasn't so constrained in, in what she was doing, she could have got off with the warning. That's like a handful. But, oh, that's your cigarette, and that's your car? Hey, listen, they actually put the cigarette down, smoke coming out of there, and the dogs to whom or what. You got to think, like, what the fuck is doing? You dealing with a fucking cop. Anything that you got to a cop is a fucking weapon. Anything in your hand to a cop is a fucking weapon if it ain't that ID and registration. This is how they coming at you. They coming at you with that mind state, period. And I ain't telling you this shit because I'm trying to make way for the fucking cops. I'm trying to let you know that this is what the fuck it is, period, every time. Anything in your fucking hand to your opposition is a fucking weapon. GMP, it could be a weapon. Or I could think that was a weapon. That was the reason why I got your ass. 
because I know how it's going the game when you got ops. Anything is no, you can't second guess that when you're dealing with your ops. That might have been. So I got to do me first. And so that's what I'm saying. We got to, you got to make sure you, you deal with this as war. And a lot of our people are not studying war correctly. You know, we are over emotional in our in our demeanor and how we doing things, and we not studying war correctly. So I think that that's what we got to do. We got to make a uh, you know I mean, a strong effort to get into the uh, mindset of food forward and war because I believe that this is was not properly studying any type of war that she was dealing with and not understanding where she was at. The zone that you was in, you moved into a certain zone when you moved into Texas. That's what Sister Camille was talking about. You were in a certain type of area, certain place, that there's, there's different codes. You're not in, you're not in, you know, when you move out of, when you go from, you know, like, in New York, if you're in the city, when you're in the city, in New York, it's a different type of situation when you're dealing with the cops there. You know what I mean? They're going to they kill you because they break the cops and stuff like that. It's racist people. It's a racist town. But you still have a larger demographic of different people when you could not run into that type. But when you're into a small town, everyone is that fucking type. Every single one. Ain't no, ain't no option out of the good old boy crew when you're in a goddamn little town. Ain't no option out of that. Ain't no use of all rain. Look at that shit. Every cop on the same fucking thing. Every trooper, every fucking the, the judge, the goddamn prosecutor, the, the everyone. No public pretender. They all on the same shit. And we put a wide town like that. And we got to be knowing what we're feeling. We're feeling that shit. Well, man. You know what I mean? We can't keep going and running because, like, yo, we ain't even dealt with Tamir Rice. God damn. We running, like, they putting this stuff out. This is, this is my problem is they putting this shit out to us in the media, like, fucking, and then they making us this frenzy and run here, run there, run here, run there, and we not shutting it down, focusing on one motherfucking point that this is what the fuck we need to do. We need to strategize to do one thing as, 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 uh, you know, Africans who want to be about what's happening in in, in, uh, in our black world to us right here in this United States. But we're not focusing down because they, we got focus before the do these new civil rights leaders who got us running to every single thing with these hashtag motherfucking protests. This hashtag protest is no, this is what's really... You know, this shit just keeping us running here, there, 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 just emotionally distraught about what should be and not dealing with what is and what's going to be the next motherfucking step for what is. They said they're trying to get white people to do what should be right. They should be doing this for us. They should be like this. You ain't going to get these motherfuckers to do what they should be doing. That's out of the fucking question. Leave that off the table. That's not an option. That's not an option here. What's what the fuck? 
we should be trying to talk to white people about what the fuck they should be doing. That's not a fucking topic for black people in 2015. That's off the state. We opt out of academics. Any motherfucker think about what the fuck they should be doing. We know what they're doing. That's it. They don't let me rant like that. You know, I'm hard. But I just, you know, I, I just, yeah, we, we definitely got to, we got to put ourselves, man. I think there's a reason for more and more, um, militaristic type of, uh, see more militaristic type of life going on. Because our people reading us, they get, they're getting conscious, but they're getting conscious. And consciousness means that we want to, you know, we, 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 we want to love black people. And at any time, they tell us that white people did something to black people, we run in there to act a fool, to act a fool. We can't just do that. It's not going to work if this motherfucker boy here. That ain't going to work. Then we all come down, sit down, get the Get property out of this. 
If you thought you should land, you could be buried. Or Listen, go to the Army Ross Squad. You get them sneakers. You get that college degree, ain't nothing supposed to happen. You know, you become a scientist. Well, guess what? This sister got a college degree, all right? Going back to work at the university where she got a degree from, and it made no motherfucking difference. They think we slow. They think we slow. They think we just jolly come lately. Don't know what the fuck we talking about. Ain't been through nothing. You know, like we slow and we grow to something. Like we, you know, like we ain't been through life at all. You know, everybody pretending like somebody else is a goddamn teenager. But I think some of the teenagers got more sense than anything. These teenagers don't believe in goddamn. They, they, they kind of speaking, speaking. I'm about to fucking fish to a goddamn man. Back to a motherfucking, back to a, a fish to a mammal, back to a motherfucking fish. Mm-hmm. And we get caught up because we believe that we are citizens, so we got constitutional rights. And so when the motherfucker violating her rights out the gate, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have a right to open her car door and take her out on a motherfucking traffic stop. Because she said she wasn't putting out her cigarette. I wonder if it was the brother would have went down that way too because we saw that video where the brother who was with the fire department, Cracker Beast Cop, and then the Coon Cop, pull him over. He's like, yo, this is, you ain't had no reason to pull me over. They tell him to get out. Brother, like, I ain't getting out, and I got my camera on you. All right? It didn't go down that way for him. So it, no. it, it's crazy. I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, I myself, I, I can't tell you how I'm going to react when I know my shit being violated, but that's the catch-22 because I also know that's an illusion. I know I'm not a citizen. And no. I know the motherfucking pigs know that too, and that's why they approaching me and doing me how they doing me. Mm-hmm. And you got some of them who might believe you got right, and then you got those who don't ain't no right to die. That I got the fucking son of that, none of that, nigga. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. And that and that's what is the majority of the ones that we dealing with. Because that's their mind thing. It's not going. That's not going to change. That's where we got to come to the point of understanding that the way that they're acting is not something of them being morally deficient or morally defunct or some, some other thing like that. This is their natural way of being. This ain't folding with them. They got to teach them. They got to teach them. This ain't got them. This ain't got them. This ain't got They genetically disposition to want to be individualistic to certain them and some motherfuckers want to take from them. And then we go around and they're giving us, they're giving us the illusion of inclusion. And if they look this shit, there was an illusion of inclusion. So we call out, I got right. You violate my right. I'm a student. All this shit. And, and then you can. Sometimes you can sue. 
Sometimes you can sue your win, you get your money, everything. Well, like, it happens. It happens. Motherfuckers do that. They do sue, they do get paid, and all that. But look, man, that's not, that's not what you should be banking on. That's not what you should be banking on at all, is that you're going to somehow sue your way up out of this motherfucking board. I mean, don't bank on that. Bank on the fact that you might not be able to spend that motherfucking money. Period. Not what you have to be thinking about. Right now, I might not make it out to the situation. How am I going to react to it? Should I give him the business right now? Or see if he's going to give me the business? By going, hanging his motherfucking. I know what he's ready to do. I'm ready to do that to him. Do I got my thing so I can be okay in this situation if I try to give him the business? Like I said, ready to be cursed. Maybe she was, you know, when you're in a sorority, that's what she sometimes you might just think that you got a right. You know, being that little upper echelon, think that she could just be like that. But, you know, hey, nobody, no black person is out of the bounds for this. You will get what they say, your nigga wake up call. Shake. Word. Uh, it's definitely you know, I mean, it's part so always, you know, we definitely, uh, uh, and you brought some good points up too because the only out of all the celebrities. There's only one nigga I really, well, I pay attention to, you know, a few motherfuckers, but the one nigga I pay attention to is Cat Williams, right? And the role he plays is that of the jester. And the jester goes back to, you know, European society where you had the king, queen, and, you know, the jester mock the king. Now, those jesters that, that do, do too good of a job get criticized, but in this case, He's the only jester that I see really speaking to what's really going on. And I'm watching this clip, and he says something, and he was like, the police is on some other shit right now. I don't know what they on. You don't have to know what they on. But what they doing as a unit nationwide, they on some other shit. So, you know, and what we need to do, we need to start looking at some politics that's been going on in the past 10 years. And like Sister Kamir said, We've never really been citizens in this country. And we've been second-class citizens up until this point. And we've been, we've been trying to, kind of comfortable, like Sister Camille said, with the, with the idea that we may have some rights. Now, if you have white people complaining about the Patriot Act, for example, they're taking away our liberties. And niggas never had any liberties. And we need to know that they really own some shit. Like Brother Bone was saying, that was the last message Colin Muhammad left us in regards to how to deal with the police. You are you are a soldier. 
but you want enemy you want enemy ground. The art of war say when you when you trapped I'm on enemy ground or you get caught slipping on enemy ground, you only give name, rank, and serial number. That's your ID. If you have it, you give your name, your occupation, and your driver's your driver license number so they can run your shit. That's all you fucking give. You don't get mouthy about where you're going, where you're coming from. Because you, we need to, first off, police and military in America have merged. So this is not a routine traffic stop by a peace officer. This is a military stop by a military officer. See, Jamaicans know this shit very well because Jamaicans don't got police. They got MPs. It's military police. That's it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So when it's a checkpoint, it's motherfucking goddamn fit, nigga on the 50 caliber, sandbags up, and they stop motherfuckers that way. See, we've been we've been under this guise of America with these pretty lights on these cars and these nice, you know, everybody having their own uniform. But if you notice, when they get tactical, they put on the same uniform as the niggas doing Iraq. We need to know this. The motherfucking military and the, the, the police are one and the same now since the Patriot Act. So they don't need no reason to pull you out the car. They don't need no reason to stop you, according to the Patriot Act. Because if, if, if niggas were second-class citizens before the Patriot Act, we probably third, fourth, ranked citizens right now. They ain't fucking with the Latinos as much. We we don't even know that we ain't even really, and I like to do that too, we ain't really broke down the, the motherfucking Patriot Act and made motherfucking man made Latinos second-class citizens. Yeah. I think and it push did. Niggas I, back. I think it did. You see, they let them come over here. They get free license, all types of shit, man. You get you a bank account, and you hate it right now. If you a legal immigrant, just go down to City Hall. They're going to give you ID so you can go to the job like the place. They gonna pay for you to get job like gonna give you but for the vouchers and you get you a home and give your ass a food stamp and all the rest of that shit, man. You just gotta be your leader. So I don't know what kind of shit this is. It's got to be second class citizen. It's not supposed to first class. Shit, that's supposed to first class if I ever heard about it. Shit, you can just come right into another country. And get all the amenities, no fucking paperwork, no documentation. Illegal. You are a, and you understand, and we're using the term, you are a legal Not legal, illegal. We've seen this before in history. This ain't nothing new. No. Marcus Garvey Marcus said, black man, go home before America. Replace you with another immigrant and don't need you no more. That's 100 years ago. I'm listening to Khalid Muhammad, and I'm listening to some of Elijah Muhammad's old speeches. And I, I for a while, I was with the separate separation thing. We need our separate. But then I listened to Dr. Clark. And I, and I, heard, I heard that's what Dr. Clark was breaking his issue with having a nation within a nation. And, and, and he put it in confines with contextualizing. Well, basically, Dr. Clark knew exactly what what uh, 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 Marcus Amsagar uh, um, was saying when he said black men go home because Dr. Clark focused on pan-Africanism. Go back home. 
Why would we start? Why would we beg America for them to split up this motherfucking criminal nation? And we should just say, motherfucker, just let us, let us, just let us go home. And then Dr. Clark going into what would happen if we did that. You know, uh, 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 we got niggas who built aircraft carriers for crackers. What happened to go back to Africa? You got electricians all. You got black electricians all throughout America. What happened if we had just twelve uh, percent of that go back to Africa? It's really starting to kick back to that. And, and, and I listened to the, the, the uh, little lecture polite had with uh, with Sally, and it's information. And that's the only thing I, I kind of got from polite, and that's the real fact. Because I got you know people from Nigeria as well, and they only let the niggas who are house niggas in Nigeria come over here, and vice versa. So what he said was right that they, they you got motherfucking government motherfuckers over here, you got motherfuckers in Africa making sure that we don't build no connection. That's true. That's always been been true. So that shows you where you know they ain't, they ain't worried about niggas having a nation over here because they ain't never gonna give us one. But they are worried about us getting smart and going back home. You know what I'm saying? So you know America is finna burn. See America has been taken over by Eastern Europeans. This is a totalitarian government now. I mean, look what's going on. And the Jews, the Eastern Europeans are using Obama to do all their dirty work. We know this, but look what, look at the laws in which he's passing. It's really becoming a totalitarian government. I don't watch the news that month, but when I do watch it, I look for good shit. The latest shit I heard right now was this nigga Obama trying to Put the shit in place where he don't need Congress for certain acts of uh, 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 bills to get passed. Oh, he already to that point. He to that point right now. He like, yo, I don't need Congress. He just put that. Ah, oh, man, what bill was that? Ah, oh. because he just told him that. Listen, man, if y'all don't pass the bill, no matter what, he said, no, no. If y'all pass that, I'm vetoing it anyway. No matter what y'all pass, I'm vetoing. It. And you know what I'm saying? He didn't care if the House and Senate. Both went in because that's what you need. We need the president to go for the two thirds in the house and Senate both together on the bill. You know what I'm saying? Uh, look, what he, look what else he's doing, right? In order for the red, in order for the rainbow gay flag to to fly, they had to get rid of the Confederate flag. Even though. See, the Confederate flag exists before the Ku Klux Klan even put the racist shit to it. Niggas don't know that. Every cracker's racist. We know this in the North and the South. So it don't matter if it's an X with stars on it or if it's stripes with stars on it. Nigga, it's still racist. But in terms of one being hypocritical and one being more upfront. But them motherfucking crackers down South, they, in they savagery, they still adhere to that white Christian Bible. And even though they, they got faggots and they fucking shit, they don't, they, they don't think it should be something that should be seen in public. It shouldn't be something that should be masqueraded around town. In fact, they ain't with this shit in the public. So in order for these gay public motherfuckers to be out now, I mean, right now as we speaking, just as we speaking on some black power, you got some white national redneck crackers right now going in on this homosexual movement. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, and listen to me, they had to make it plausible for both people. So now you got you got racist crackers saying the niggers, you got some of these niggers who are supporting this shit. Just like we saying, it's crackers supporting this shit. 
But both factions is radical. You see the point I'm making? Both factions, meaning we radical and, and the redneck crackers is radical. They want to see us go to war. But we're going we to, our enemies are crackers, not some crackers. Mm-hmm. Our job is to make them redneck crackers because they ain't that smart. And I know I, I'm pretty sure, I'm confident in my influence. I know we got more influence. Our job is to point them niggas at their redneck white cracker cousins and have them fight each other. And then while they fight amongst each other, we kill them all off. I say, that's the best I move. Say. The best move, that's the war move right there, man. That's the war move. They already feel like they don't like them anyway. We're supposed to be adding fuel to the fire. Let me see out the way of y'all fight right there. Y'all got that. Get in, get in. I say because they doing the opposite. What, what do you think they doing? The gay motherfuckers saying we gonna have the redneck crackers and the pro black motherfuckers kill each other off. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I'm saying we gonna align with them KKK motherfuckers. I'm saying we gonna use them because they not gonna align with us. They are gonna use us too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you always see, you know what I mean? That ain't even, and that's our alignment. Of, of, of time and always knowing that this bond is immediately to be separate because the only bond we got is as long as you're doing that here. That's it. We ain't got no bond when we working together. Your bond, my bond is that you just did. Your mind, you focus on them. Yeah, okay. While you focus on them, we're going to fall back for a second. Yeah, y'all get the thing. Don't worry about us. Good Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Brother Peavy. I just wanted to get in there with y'all a bit tonight. What's going on, Brother Peavy? How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. I've been listening to y'all night to night, man. Y'all been tearing some things up down there in Texas, and, and y'all, your, all your comments are right on point. But I need I need some little support coming tomorrow at 1 o'clock if anybody available. We got a call coming from uh, PREN FM, Utrecht Lead, and she touched, and she touched on some, some subjects today. It has always been something that I have to respond to because I'm a member of the Freedom Party. And before I go any further, I need to make it real clear that in New York City, I don't know the total history, but on the, on the ballot for mayor of New York City, this past election, Michael Graves was on that ballot. And why and how did he do that? How did black people in New York get on a the ballot to be mayor of New York City, Alton H. Maddox. Took the money out of his pocket. All the rules and regulations he understand he had to abide with and got black people an alternative to vote for Michael Graves. Now, he received only 500 votes to Del Bazio's son, the Afro, taking the bulk of the black man's vote. Now, tomorrow she's going to extend and allow me to get on the radio and talk about what it means to see Donald Trump, what it means to see Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, and and then the greatest part that I've seen so far in over 25 or 30 years, but in my, my lifetime with Black Lives Matter, moving on the stage with O'Malley from Maryland and the other boy, you understand, you know, I never can call his name off the top, but you know what I'm talking about, the Democratic, you understand, guy, 
you know, Bernie Sanders. So they, so they, they the Black Lives Matter came in on the scene, the Democratic Party, in a debate that Hillary had slipped away from and made O'Malley apologize for saying, not just Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, all lives matter. And we know what, what the movement is. We not, you're not killing no white children. You're not killing no white girls. They, they, they have employment. Excuse me. No, I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to back up for a second real quick. You said that uh-huh. the Black Lives Matter. You said the people for the Black Lives Matter were invited to a democratic type of thing or they just showed up or they got to speak on stage. I don't know exactly how it was and stuff to stand. They usually just show up and stuff, right? You know, uh, it was a, uh, I can't even call the, the, the people who, who sponsored it and stuff to stand. It was a weird name, Moore's Head. I, you know, I don't even know what city it was in, but I know I saw some black sisters on that stage and stand doing justice. Because the reason why I say that, you know, I wish I had that information, but unfortunately I don't. The reason why I say that because I recall Bill Clinton, and you always make a little bit young then. And, and Sister Soldier and Jesse Jackson on the same stage. And I saw Bill Clinton totally disrespect them to the max. And, and we got those those white people in, in Long Island to make sure those white middle class that I'm with y'all, y'all vote for me, and I'm going to play a saxophone and get the black vote. So I'm predicting right on now Donald Trump will put on some dreadlocks and get the black vote too. Okay? They're not going to even allow us to even spoken about. And it takes people like Black Lives Matter to penetrate, understand? Now, I'm saying all this is saying to, to go into the Freedom Party this day when a sister from the Freedom Party who was a campaign manager for the mayor, so-and-so, uh, uh, Michael Graves. Now, this sister, understand, I love her. I love her. We work in the same jail. You understand? And, I, and, I, and she does a lot of good work. But it's like, understand, we got a guy named Carl G. Wilson says, you know, if there's no back door, we'll make one. A lot of times we talk from the back door. If you're going to call the station from the Freedom Forest headquarters and talk to Utrecht and, and, and her subject is about, you know, politics, well, I would assume that you, you wouldn't say things like, well, I'm, I jump ship, Utrecht. Uh, what do you mean you jump, jump ship? Well, I left the Democratic Party alone because I came up in Brooklyn and I'm from, from the church, Shirley Chisholm era, and I went through the whole Al Van, the uh, the uh, Norman, the Norman, uh, whatever his name was, Crown Heights, and all, all of them. You know what I'm saying? You know, that uh, David Baby, you know what I'm saying? The criminals in politics. She went through the whole system right there in Best Guy. So she see the Democratic Party is, is no option for her. So she played this window dressing by saying, when I go to vote, I write in a youth trees lead and I'll send that out. So that's her way of saying that I'm, I'm down, okay? That's still backdoor, backdoor talk to me because, like, understand, the fact was, understand, the rest of the time you talked, you didn't say nothing about the Freedom Party. You didn't mention the name Freedom Party. You are ashamed of the Freedom Party. You're saying, like, you know, you don't understand politics at all. Politics is not winning the, the, the race. Politics is saying it's being in the race and getting your points across and getting some, some conceded to them and saying to bring something to the table. Put our black children to work. You understand? 
you know, you're going to get Israel $50 million every week. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't have the kids in, in, in New York City. You want, you want my vote? You want my vote? But, but Hillary, you will have to do something. Or you're not getting it. Now, I know I can go out there in the projects in New York City as a, as a Freedom Party gentleman, like Jesse did in 84, and get some black people who ain't registered to vote. To get me understand a good 100,000 people in the stand on my polls. So when, when, when they come around here and stand to my uh, sister Hillary, well, we can say, like, well, we got some people in the stand. I plan on voting for you. What you going to do for us? Or is you not being president? I mean, this is politics. That's what I'm saying. You know, this guy, Dumbazio, like I said, use his son, Afro, to get our vote. Cuomo no, did the same thing. Huh? No, okay. Okay. Oh, so I'm going to slow down. down. No, before you get off, though, Brother Peasy, I want to go mm-hmm. back to the Black Lives Matter thing and, and – and and she, you know what I mean? She really flat with that. You know what I mean? Because I got, I got, I got a lot of questions with that. Very, very nearly of that. So I'm gonna just go back to that. Got you. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So I'm gonna let you know. I I don't have the facts, and I can do the research and stand, you know, and come back with the uh, root something was the name of the. The, the people who did the, the debate and Hillary and Stan didn't show up and Stan, you know, and it was just O'Malley and Bernie Sanders. And the facts were in Stan that some some sisters from Black Lives Matter and Stan, you know, they was in the house. And they was, the, the moderator was asking questions and somehow, I understand the Black Lives Matter was about six, five or six black females, like they in their twenties. They got up and came to the stage, and, and, and somehow, I understand. You know, I don't know if it came before, because I, you know, it's, it's on video somewhere to, to, to look at this whole thing over again. I don't know if it came before the white guy O'Malley made the comment that white lives matter, all lives matter, and the key to this whole thing was that. In my lifetime, I heard a major, major party, a European, was forced to tell those young black people that I apologize. I was out of context by saying black lives don't matter. No, black lives is not the only thing that matters. He, I mean, O'Malley had to apologize. Now, you know, like, that meant the world to me. Understand? That meant that, like, throughout this race, we got some people out there Ain't going for the okie doke. Ain't sitting back and stand waiting on them to come around here and do a two hundred fifty dollar dinner, and you might send a judge or or school or, or school professor and goes to the party. And Hillary and saying, you know, she raised about six million dollars or something, saying, you know, and they don't even discuss and saying uh, Hartford, Connecticut, or the inner city of, of New York. They don't even discuss that. So they just run around the whole country and something saying, you know, but Black Lives can show up. And so can the Freedom Party. But when I got somebody to stand, you know, I'm not like saying I'm standing on black lives, on black, on black lives. I really can't stand. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get the details and get back to you with all the details because, like, you know, I know when, when, I got, when I'm working. I got with the, I got the story. I got the story right here, and I'm gonna share the story okay. in the chat. So I got it. I appreciate it. I'm gonna share that. With I would say that was a failure. You know, black okay. lives, you know, um, they got a couple of red flags on it, though. Red flags on the black lives, not a big 
And I can't put that on every person in the movement, but there's a lot of red flags that came out of this movement. Um, uh, basically, it is uh, more or less a front for the homosexual agenda. Um, it's more of uh, where homosexuals can come in and chant slogans for black homosexuals can come in un-African in their thoughts, un-African in their ways and actions because they don't want to build a nation because you can't build a nation if you're not building in the manner that nations are built with this family first, man, woman, child. So we're dealing with people who are already sick in the mind. They're sick. They come together on this thing, but really what it is is it's an alternative from building in heterosexual groups that move forward for African liberation only and have no and do not go out to movement for other agendas that are outside of the scope of what's good for Africa. They place the homosexual agenda above these these black lives, even in their own statements on their website. If you read the Black Lives Matter, if you read what they put up there, they're thinking for queers and uh, homos and all different types of things. Mm. They're, they're blurring the line. See, that's, where, and that's why I see there's a problem. They get a lot of money. They're every single place that stuff mm. They're all over the place. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that our black people don't have the ability to organize into strong, powerful groups like that. But I'm saying that the organization is too tight, too right, too quick for some of the main organizations and organizers. I'm saying, how they get everywhere? How are they, you know, how are they able to coordinate this stuff like that? And this is safe. This is shit that's impossible. Damn mm. near. When you're dealing as regular black people who are inside of groups and trying to recruit people to come towards it as a movement to do some stuff. Mm. the Black Lives Matter, they showed up at the UAM, but they ain't called in the fag check. <laughs> no, we they didn't come in there. No, I mean, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All okay. right. So you know, you know your point, the points well taken and stuff. You know, and, and that's good. That's good research and stuff, right? You know, and uh, living in, in, in the belly of the beast and stuff, right? If we go back to the Black Panthers and we do serious research and stuff, right? You know, you're gonna find some Christian right groups and some people who drop some money into these organizations and saying keep them abreast so they can pass on their agenda and stuff, right? You know. To say that, you understand, know, that black people in this country understand or even going to try to have a black-led organization, the only one I know is UAM because of Alton Maddox and saying, like, you know, I mean, it, it, it's like it just ain't going to hardly happen. And saying, you know, I mean, you know, unless you want to go through the legal lease like he did and saying, you know, and, and fight them off you because, like, you know, we're, we're like, instead, sitting ducks and saying, you know, and for some, understand, some wealthy, you understand, uh, CEO or some corporation, saying wanted to try to supplant our movement. Understand, you know, you got a lot of Negroes, understand, who pretending that they wear a kenty cloth and talk black, understand, but they're looking for to put that dollar bill. Right, you know, 
You know, and we got National Network, we got Urban League, we got NWCP. Every time you talk about black people, it's the But still, through it all, when you when you attack, when you when you bring Baltimore, and when you bring Ferguson into the picture, understand? There, you know, there is a great possibility when you listen to like, like I, I'm hoping you all understand. You know, take me serious when I say to you on a few text messages, and my brother uh, Glenn Ford bringing in some, some speakers that talks about the, from the black perspective about and saying how black lives and saying you know do have the possibility and saying to the to, to go way past the right movement. Yeah, an agenda and saying that really understand can benefit us as a people. Now, I understand what the, the gays and stand slide up in there and stand, you know, and, 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 and even when they, did, when they did my girl and stand uh, with, the, with the Afro from California and stand, you know, uh, Davis, Angela Davis and saying how they brought this system in, whether, you know, the gay rights and stand with, with the women and the women movement, all these things and stand, it's like saying it's almost impossible to stand to, to keep out in the head. Black Wall Street, I mean, they had, no, they had, uh, Occupy Wall Street, and there was a bunch of just so-called middle-class white people. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. uh, your points are well taken, but the, the thing about it is that it's, it's just like... Now, this is my point. See, it goes beyond them being fags. It's what the agenda is because they are fags. See, the uh-huh. agenda is not the same as the black nationalists at all. Because they're okay. Some type of equality. We're not looking for justice. We're looking for equality that can't be okay. for equality that you have to ask for from your oppressor. When our oppressor has already shown that no matter what you ask, you ask of me, I do as I please, period, point blank. So you must uh, begging to the oppressor certain things. Another thing that they will not do and do not do is they, they willfully say, let's march. Let's protest anywhere we are. Mm-hmm. Let's hold up the cell in there. Let's stop. Let's yell. Let's scream. Now, what time mm-hmm. are they coming with economics? Plan after mm-hmm. economics, we can't listen. You know, one of the first things that we need to start doing is if you want to hold up, we want stop spending money on all they got them store folks. Do that. Okay. okay. Take that shit and don't spend a bag with money okay. because they hate us. And they're not mm-hmm. pushing that, of course. They push it anywhere that something happens. Let's just run there. Let's, let's protest. Let's shake some signs and be hyped up. And then we go somewhere else and run the same shit. But the, where is the agenda? There's no agenda being laid. And when you ask, the, when you ask those who have created this thing, they got to mm-hmm. away from it. Every time I've asked them, they're on Twitter. I've talked to several of them on Twitter. And they got to away from it. Why, what's the problem? What do you need? Why are you asking me that? So then I said, after, who are you then? Why are you asking me about uh, uh, economics? I said, well, look, you look at yourself as an activist, as you are the new civil rights leader as being spoken by the media. So if you're the new um, civil rights leader, you're already saying you're activist and your faces and names and you're all in front of everything, then I got to ask about your agenda. What's the policy? What are you really pushing out to our people besides Protest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we, we can't keep racing shooting like that without the John Henry Clark thing. Okay. And, you know, and that's well, where my problem lies at. But listen, I, you know, I didn't go to school, brother, and saying, you know, I ain't, I ain't got no problem doing that. And I appreciate you. And so, right, you know, 
But I'm just I'm just saying tomorrow at one o'clock, if anybody on this call and can help me out on U Street Lead yeah. talk show, I sure no, appreciate no. it. Give uh, the number. Give the number, brother PB. Uh, uh, the, the number, number is six zero five five six two five one one nine. Okay, I repeat, that's six zero p.m. tomorrow. You can just call that phone number and you're on. If you want to call that number to to speak, that number is uh, 888-7884. That last phone number is 4888 or 7888. You're skipping it right now. But she's going to call out and send the call-in number. And she's going to com- complete tomorrow what we didn't complete today by talking about and saying this this is a political machine that's going on. Well, brother, okay, right, right. Yeah. Can you please tell me, um, send me um, a text. Oh, I definitely do. I do that, yeah, I do that yeah. every day, brother boy. Yeah. Now, that's, I know you're going to send it to me, but I'm, I haven't caught a couple messages. My thing was out of whack. So if you okay. send that message to me tonight, you know, I can go uh-huh. ahead and post it and everything like that. I'll post it in the chat room. I'll post okay. it on my page, and we'll get that okay. information. I appreciate it. I wish mm-hmm. I sure would do that. I'm going to hang in with you all a little while longer. So, you know. All right. I just, but, I appreciate it. All right. What's going on out there, family? You know, there's just news, news, and more news, and we thank the brother Fletcher TV for coming in. But TV came, man. Drop a couple of jewels about a little bit of history in New York. And also, uh, you know, trying to move us forward in our in, in our thoughts on how we can deal with these beasts out here. There's a lot of ways, you know, our people our people want to skin this cat. So as long as you ain't trying to, uh, you know, as long as you ain't trying to kill, you know, black folk right now, pretty much from the situation I'm in, you know, uh, you ain't trying to kill black folk, me and you ain't trying to promote homosexuals, shit like that, you ain't doing nothing, you ain't out just robbing us and shit like that, then for right now, I'm I'm leaving your ass to go ahead. Do it. I'm not arguing with you. I'm trying to teach the babies. I'm going to argue with the grown people about the shit that you're doing. Just move forward with your African mind state, and sooner or later, we'll all be on the same path. Just move forward with Africa in your heart and on your mind, and we'll end up on the same path. Now, what's going on out there, Sister Camille? How are you doing tonight? Brother Vaughn. Yes, sir. It's Baker. Oh, uh, what's going on, Brother Baker? I was I was just listening to uh um you earlier talking about the uh some cops in our neighborhood and what Brother Maddox has has uh conveyed is that we are dealing with a standing army, which is something that we have to be aware of when we encounter these pigs. Mm-hmm. You understand that we're dealing with a, a, a standing army. It's, it's an army of, of, of cops. It's an army that's, that, you know, sanctioned by, you know, each governor in each state. And, and we have to understand that when we're dealing with these people, not, not, not so much being afraid of them, 
but understanding that what that we precise in what we do and we precise in what we're talking about and we know what we're talking about but this army don't care you understand so they're not looking at us as people and they're not looking at especially our black woman you understand as as anybody that's open their mouth to them don't even open your mouth just do what i say that's how them crackers are dealing with the black woman out here in the street, and we have to understand that, you know, and 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 to piggyback on something that Brother uh, PB was saying, as far as um, the Black Lives Matter, is that you know I'm always been really a leery of a bunch of white folks hanging out with a bunch with a bunch of black folks. You know, I understand that that Black Lives Matter is something that they tried to duke us with. But the 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 Freedom Party is a party that Maddox started, I think, back in 1990. I'm not in the, in the 90s to uh, dealing with this politics in New York City, and and that's and that's what Brother P was trying to convey is that we have a party outside of the Democratic Party that's a part of UAM. And 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 we trying to strengthen that party, mm-hmm. not just in New York, but worldwide. All right. Well, you know that 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 you know it's not so much that TV give a no. damn about Black Lives Matter. We don't give a damn no. about them folks. Not me. You understand? Nah, but I, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying, and I think that that is that's something that uh, could be utilized. Could be utilized because it at least have people with formalized thought of what our politics should be amongst our own selves. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And we definitely need to be more politically savvy and politically aware of what's happening out here. Not just that. But not just that. What the, the brother's saying, brother saying is the people are so politically immature that they run into this Black Lives Matter when they don't even know since the 90s we already had an organization set up by Baba Maddox to fight these type of ills. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One hundred percent. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I say, mm-hmm. well, we definitely thank you very much. For that. I support that as well because that's the same context that uh, uh, Seti was saying. You know, when people talk about black economy, how are we going to start a black economy when you ain't even supporting the black businesses now? Mm-hmm. We that's actually true. ain't no black businesses out there. Ain't nothing new under the sun. We, we, got, we already got elders who they came up with ideas that are still in place, but because we don't know about them, don't mean that they don't exist. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, mm. yeah. well, we start off. It's splinter groups all throughout here, man. You know, it start off you working out real immediate point with your house, your neighborhood, your community, go find, it's black businesses everywhere, you just got to find them, and where your neighborhood is at, and there's black lawyers everywhere, you got to find them, you know what I'm saying, you got you to refine what you, the little that you have, so that we can all put this shit together in one pot and get a good meal, you know what I'm saying, in regards to how it's going to really serve, you know, it's one thing to, it's one thing to uh, eat a few bellies, but when we all at the dinner table, we all free, we all liberated, and we all full. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's about putting these things together. But I, I agree with what the elders saying. You know, don't be jumping to these new booty-ass groups who just now 
they use they looking at it as political sway when we already got organizations that Bob Maddox can put in place to combat these type of things. So they there to make a dollar. Uh, plus I learned from Steve Coakley, I shake to the brother, and plus I learned from Steve Coakley that, you know, when we have these uh appointed leaders, those are who we need to be suspicious of. Okay, and Black Thank Lives you. Matter is quite suspicious. And Brother Bourne was 100% dead on with everything he said. I've recently been looking into them because of um, him and Brother Bourne speak on it before and also the last, or the show before last, when they were spoke on. I'm like, wait a minute, you know. So, in my mind, that's what I was saying. So, you know, that that's a definite thing. And nothing against the... So the sisters that are supposed to, the three sisters that are supposed to be the founder of it, but it's quite peculiar how it came about. Um, you know, the universities they went to were very interesting. And, you know, we need to know if they are in, in sororities, you know. Mm-hmm. We're well, at this point where they think they got us, you know what I mean? And- uh, I don't even want to cut in, but I just want to say this real quick about sororities of attorney. You know, when they go and protest, see, this is a new policy. So they're going to allow sorors to come out in that type of uh, attire, like a shirt that says Black Lives Matter. They had to allow sisters to go out and protest. You know what I'm saying? And put on them and, and to be known as sorority people. You can't be known there. And then if you do wear that other regalia, you got to have all that stuff to be sanctioned by your chapter. Everything that you're wearing, the shit when you're going out, because you are a reflection of the sorority all the time. No matter if you, whether the hell you got on, what you're doing, you're always a reflection of the sorority. That's another thing that interests me is how they became very vocal, how a lot of the sororities are very vocal for terms also, but the sororities mainly. A lot of them are very vocal in this and becoming and starting to gain political sway. And once you start getting in there with the, with the cracker, he want to see you on the news and smooth what you want CNN. CNN is the number one. When I see you on CNN, that's when I really got to start asking questions because that's government run all you know all of them run by the government. The CIA is military back then. I mean. Uh, And it's being pushed internationally, uh, Black Lives Matter, and the key component of it is being uh, identified as also having the voice of the youth. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me is a, a very interesting part, even though they say young and old and everybody and they believe in diversity you know, and one of the founders is a full-blown uh, practitioner of the cracker bee sexual perversions. It's, uh, you know, it's something that you have to look into. And I remember when you had seen the, um, you were talking about when they were in New York City and they had all of these placards that were professionally made, like boom, boom, bang, like, well, who paid for that? I remember you saying that back then, Brother Bourne. Yeah. But you see it so quick, like, damn, who paid for all that shit? Like that. Then it's, oh, the hands of those shoes was by the, oh, man. 
DM. I was like, oh, I got all this information, too, because I wasn't even going to talk about this. I was going to hold it off, but I got to refine the article. I got this shit archived up. Ah, oh, I want to record the information on the top of my head, though. But uh, this, I know the hands up don't shoot, though, was a a slogan created by a black think tank that was paid by George Soros. I know that without a doubt. And I, and I, I'm a follower of the right information so you don't know exactly what the name of the group was and everything. But that, a lot of, like I said, man, George Soros put $33 million, you know what I'm saying, into civil action through, one, through his foundation. Yeah, and there's been uh, giving this money out, moving protesters from one place to another. This is what he's paying for. The protesters to go from one place to another to hold the agenda that they want to hold. As I said, I'm leery of them because on their website, it seems like one of their major stances is the homosexual agenda, but that runs along with October 10th. And Farrakhan coming with another con game and going to tell us that now we accepted all the flags. Any flag you got can come. Any big linking arms with any and everything. We're going to turn a mental disorder into an ethnicity, into an ethnic group, and whatever you do, we need justice for that too. So uh, it's, just, it's like a big snowball going on. You know, they, they're pushing this shit all around us at one time. And because there's certain political agendas going on, we just really can't see what's happening. But we need to go with the Freedom Party. We got the Freedom Party going, and we're going to take that out and see how we can get the Freedom Party moving in different places in the town near you. Shit, the mayoral campaigns is here. Plus, most of the cities in the United States getting new mayors coming up. So, hey, you getting new mayors, all the mayors, shit like that coming up right now. Mm. So, you can go in, Freedom Party up. You know what I mean? Might be able to get the mail, all of them, and uh, all, at least all the person in there to go, at least go in there and start vetoing. No, we're not giving money to cockers over there. At least, you know what I mean? Putting a no down on the, you know, checking no on the box and checking yes for where the hell he to go to us. So, you know, hey, right. you know what I mean? Like I said, everybody, everybody fighting the same fight. So, during this, you know what I mean? During this time, you know, you just give the people the best. The best advantage is, you know, if you if that's what you think, that that's how that's going to work, and that's the best thing. And look, man, I really feel like that. The mission, go with a party that's going to be for the people only. Don't co-opt yourself. Because mm-hmm. once you join Democrat or Republican, oh, go ahead, bro. Malcolm X said the best, man. He said when we become more politically mature and see the world more internationally and then see where we fit in, then we could bring about real change. It's 2015. I ain't voted since 2000. I ain't voted in 15 years. I ain't voted since I turned 18. That's when Al Gore was running for the presidency along with Bush, right? It's 2015, and we still think a vote matter. A vote without a dollar ain't shit. If you see these campaigns saying everybody flag can come, it's because anybody that's going to donate a dollar can come. That's what that's about. 
Black Lives Matter. That's a very vague ass title. Which really don't. I mean, okay, I give I give you a sound. M A D D. Y'all know that man. Mothers against drunk driving. Mothers against drunk driving. These are European white women who use statistical numbers, meaning the uh, the majority of drunk drivers killing people were children. So they they started a coalition. Mothers against drunk driving. Very direct. Speaks right to the problem, don't it? Black Lives right. Matter. That's very vague. Black Lives Matter in regard to what? Right. I'm just saying. Right. We not even. It's a ploy. The L the L G with the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender motherfucker. I wouldn't be surprised if they're spending a ton of money on Black Lives Matter. No. <laughs> it's politics. Tax breaks. Money is mm-hmm. politics are in bed with one another and always have been in terms of America. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they go around campaigning? Nigga, what you, they go around campaigning for any individual who has any political interest. And according to your donation, I may bring up your, uh, your interests. So if you look at Obama, for example, because he the only he, he the most relevant nigga in power, why he ain't speaking for black folks? Because even though we voted for him, we didn't put no money behind our vote in regards to what we wanted him to speak for. Jews did and gays did because they have the money. So, so brother, can I ask of, you a question? Do you really please. believe that if we had the money that it would make a difference in this country? I ain't voted since 2000. So Elijah Muhammad said that the white man is in complete control of the political affairs. Money and politics are side by side. So to answer a question, money ain't going to fix the problem because the money is still being printed by him. The value of the money is still being determined by him. You, the, It's going to change when sister come in, when your face is on that dollar bill. I say, I say, that's, 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 that's it because the reconstruction period um, and I wish the fool who was in, in the hangouts uh, a self-hating, I don't know what it was, uh, who had the audacity to say something that you didn't know history, which I had to check him on, brother. I'm, I'm calling him out for a reason because I want, I want him to call in, you know. But getting back to what you were saying, the Reconstruction period showed that. Reconstruction period showed that even with us having wealth, property, Mm-hmm. Houses, farmland, stores, you know, so on, all kind of stores. Everything you need, we have for each other, right? And we use that as a block. And that period show it didn't mean a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Ten years 19, later. 1921. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's all Go ahead, sister. Black Power, that, that's what I want to add on to what the Kings dropped there. Because, you know, that's why I asked him the question. Because the family needs to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah money ain't going to fix the problem. I mean, because yeah. money is resources. Resources are allocated politically. Politics decide where this money should go. We should spend this money on education. We should spend this money on water. We should spend this money on the sewage system. 
We should spend his money on, on transportation. Policy. On the army. Exactly. Now, now you can elaborate on this because uh, uh, since, I mean, we ain't never really been citizens in this country, but since 9-11, they really made it tight for white folks. So it's more, milit- it's more militant in terms of the totalitarian shit that's going on now than it was, say, 15 years ago. I mean, it was still racism and shit going on now, but the police nationally, nationally on some other shit. Uh-huh. They prepare for something, and they're going to use us as a means to bring it into being because we're already public enemy number one. And we have to be because the projection of this criminal nature of, of America has to make the most moral people the most unmoral people. So even even in terms of the criminality, they got to keep us ignorant even on the crime because if we know the rules of the game, we're going to outplay the motherfuckers. So then we must be we must be de-educated in terms of what it means of going straight and being a square and we must be de-educated in terms of what it means to be a criminal and survive in America. The problem is niggas are seeing both of them, man, both of them, and we're creating a new path. These youngsters doing some new shit that's worth observing and worth martyring. That's what's going on, mass martyrdom going on. But every hundred years, Europeans like to bring in a new culture. That's what's going on right now. In order for them to bring in this rainbow movement, they had to. And, and I'm, 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 I'm black pride, and I'm saying I'm more comfortable with the redneck cracker with a Confederate flag because I know where he stands on, than I am with this new lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender movement. <laughs> and I have no problem saying that. Uh, I, I know I, where I, that I, nigga stands. Bitch. <laughs> You can't trust people, man. You can't trust people who is not, you know. Look, man. The main agenda is that they don't want to have a family. I don't want to be with a woman, so you opted out of nation building. So how can you have the same agenda that I have? That's just where I'm like. There's no way we can have the same agenda. So you're opting out of. You got to be a certain way, and you're telling me that. You have no, I mean, like, like, uh, no connection to your ancestors that want to bring more forth. You have no connections to nothing else on the planet. You just you, individually you by yourself. And a mind state like that can't come up with good policy for a nation because you're not nation building. Whatever you're doing, it doesn't have nothing to do with nation building. Like I said, nation building starts with family. If you got no family, then what the fuck? Okay. And I think, too, uh, Brother Bourne, uh, it is keeping the sickness of the enemy alive. You know, I'm against all things of the cracker beast. That's one of its most dastardly uh, deeds of all. That homosexuality, mm-hmm. that pedophilia, that mm-hmm. bestiality. Okay. Right. How can you fight racism, white supremacy, when, when, when it's not, when you're justifying 
the racist, white supremacist acts that you're doing. At least, at least, at least we know we got cracker writers and nigger. You know what I mean? Cracker toasters and nigger writers. We know. Hold on, I did that law is because of this. But it's not. It's nothing that I practice or that I've done that that could clearly be seen as outside of what is right and just for an African. Have I utilized it to be justified when you know it, it's all right? Y'all just got to understand, you don't know me like that. It's just my nature to sell crap. It's just in my nature. I can't help but to sell dope right here. Paralyzed to my people. I can't help it. It's in my blood. You know what I mean? And you want me to accept that your choice is the same thing. You might not have a choice of being molested, and that turns you mentally ill into, into the point where you felt like the only sexual encounters that you could have would be with the same sex. You still have to, um, you still have to, uh, I'm not saying, okay as an adult to having sex with other adults. This is a choice right here that you make. After something that has literally harmed you, I think of some of the people reporting that they're having sex with them, where other uh, people in your same sex and shit like that don't get that help, man. If you've been molested and you feel like maybe you might want to think something like that, go get that help because you know that it's something that's not right and exact. Because it's not, nature is not natural. Well, okay. Hey, brother boy, I was uh, looking at this this boy uh, uh, Obama, and when he went to the country he was born in, or not born in, but the country that his father was born in, mm-hmm. and he basically told them people that if you don't accept homos in this country, we're not gonna support you. Mm-hmm. And and that's you know I, I, I'm like. Come on, you, 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 uh, Obama is doing nothing but promoting this thing to the max. This, this, this uh, gender, cross gender, homos, whatever. That's that's that, that's that to me is all he gonna be known for. Is that he he went to an African country and told them if you don't, you know, accept homos in your country. You understand? This country is going to stop supporting you. Now, what that looked like is this black man going to this black country telling them black folks that if the black folks in America say, if you don't accept homos, then we can't help you. That's what it looked like to me. But but his cracker beast half-ass can't do nothing for the Africans here. Exactly. Who are being murdered, who are being slaughtered, who have had their, their property stolen by banks and shit, you know, crooked people. He can't do nothing for the two million plus, maybe three now, of our people incarcerated. I'm going to put it on the line, say damn near every one of them on some setup shit, on some bullshit. He can't do nothing about the political prisoners, right? But he can go tell. Did they chase him out the country? Uh, listen, no. Let me let me tell no. you. 
Uganda, Uganda is mandated by Britain. Listen, I'll put another article in. Y'all need to see what happened. Uganda and Kenya were both part of Zanzibar after World War One. The British came and mandated, mandated, meaning we hand you something, and created overnight Uganda and Kenya. So in regards to, that's why he went there and get chased out. But anybody see my offer? 21? Ashe, thanks to you, King. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when the cracker said it's standard foreign policy that whenever a natural catastrophe happens in an African nation, whether it be Haiti or something, that is protocol for them to send contraceptives over there? So right now, he named a president. He said the earthquake situation in Haiti that happened a few years back. Do you know the, the, the U.N. sent them crates and crates of birth control? condoms, and that any woman in Haiti had 95% access to contraceptives like condoms and birth control, but less than 12% had access to drinking water? Uh-huh. It's the same thing taking place with the homosexual. That's It's the same Planned Parenthood shit because what's the whole thing with homosexuality? But like Brother Bourne just said to stop procreation among African people. We, they have to control our population numbers because Europeans are an aging population. So even if the, the even if we were to even if we were to split from these people and they were to go their way and go on, they would suddenly die off because right now what Europeans are experiencing are they are a aging population. They're losing forty percent every generation, meaning they got more old folks then they got children. They're more worried about retiring and having a good retirement and saving their money as a collective people than they are with reproducing babies. What you got is, I mean, they got down to a sign. It's like 20 more million old crackers than it is babies right now. That's a problem. So, Obama is going to represent all of that because the best house nigga is the worst house nigga. He the worst one. The only nigga that could become president was the number one house nigga. And we got duped into believing that, 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 that this nigga was qualified. He was qualified to execute them orders accordingly and sufficiently to that cracker's agenda without any question. Yeah. Let me let me put this in right real, real quick because on that Obama thing, Listen, right, uh, I'm going to read this article. The article is from SoBot.com, Awareness and Action. 10 million Africans tell Obama take your gay agenda and shut it. When Obama lectured Kenya comparing gays to the mistreatment of African Americans, Africa responded with a scathing letter written by 700 Kenyan evangelical pastors on behalf of 10 million Christian followers, right? These jokers set up a protest. They said, look, we don't want them to come and talk on homosexuality in Kenya or push us to accept that which is against our culture. Uh, specifically, the letter said that Obama leads a gay talk in America and focuses his discussion in Kenya on development, cooperation, and long-time relationship Kenya has had, has had with America. But uh, about police and culture, stay away. Stay off of it. Now, they had a, a protest out here, though. And I brought them together to protect the family. They had a protect the family march. Their opinion rallied up. But, oh, wait a minute. 
we got to protect the damn Kenyans. And I also seen Obama in Nigeria, where the Nigerian president was saying that, listen, homosexuality ain't nothing that they need. They know they no reason to ask no questions about that. They ain't got no problems with that over in their country. So ain't no reason to be talking about it. You know, as in we won't be accepting your uh, talk about we need to accept homosexuality. And if you think that, then we won't accept that money from the uh, from the, from the World Bank, which is, is what was what's happening right now. Uh, Nigeria is being uh, penalized for not accepting faggotry, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is what we see. This thing is this thing is moving faster than what we should expect it. And because we looked at homo for so long as flip-flopping bags, we didn't understand they, they how politically savvy the powers that be were in gathering them motherfuckers together to push for a goddamn agenda. Guys, they ain't sad on that article. I'm going to read the, uh, the Guardian. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's in Nairobi. Let's see. He was like, you know, Obama saying, I've been consistent all across Africa on this. When we start treating people differently because they're different, that's the path whereby freedom begins to unroll and bad things happen. You know, when the government gets in the habit of treating people differently, those habits can spread. As an African-American, I am painfully aware of the history of what happens when people are treated differently under the law. So he done been, he, how is he painfully aware of this? All right, he did have some ancestors who might went. No. See, if he claimed the ancestors were Kenyans, then he didn't have none of that African-American shit we had. I don't know how he's so aware of the pain that we was going through while he was in Hawaii and living in India. And it showed that he is uh, mentally disconnected from reality because we're still going through the shit. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. But this is this is Obama, the POTUS, the POTUS. Uh, the Kenya president, you know, he publicly uh, disagreed. He had that, hold on, there's been speculation that Obama would duck the issue and focus on security and trade. But in line with his recently emboldened actions and statements on a number of topics, he pulled no punches as Kenyatta looked on in silence. He added that for a law-abiding citizen who was going about their business and working at a job or banned traffic stops and not harming anybody, the idea that they would be treated differently or abused because who they love is wrong, full stop. The Kenyan president publicly disagreed with Obama. There are some things that we must admit we don't share. Kenyatta said it's consistent that gay rights is not really an issue on the foremost minds of Kenya. He added, it's very difficult for us to impose on people that which they do not, they themselves do not accept. It was an applause from people in the state house audience. Africa has been described as the world's most homophobic continent. 
With same-sex relations illegal in 36 to 54 countries and punishable by death in a few. Uh, now, see, that, now, see, that's some bullshit in, in regards to how they paint the picture. That, because what's really going on, if you really look, most of the nations that don't have a problem with this shit, they all got population problems. China, Japan, uh, what what else? Uh, 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 other other European. I think in China and Japan, you can only have two children. So, and, and when you look, and when you look, you don't you never hear population issues in Africa because Africa is a is a big land that can that can withstand that. So that tells you the nature of those other people because they really parasites. Because parasites are the only people, and parasites and, 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 and uh, vermin are the only ones who overpopulate a geography and have to move on. Same thing with Japan, too. And then when you look at other uh, European nations and so forth, they got population issues. So they, But it's really benefit, the people who really benefit from it are those people who can get African nations and African people to uh, really go along with controlling their populations through uh, organized genocide. By flip by flipping the gender roles, you see what I'm saying. That's why I say, as a collective culture, who benefits from this shit? A bunch of faggots, bunch of faggots that mad about getting beat up and antagonized in school. No, it's, it's something bigger than that. Something bigger than that. Because after they become equals, then what? They're still human beings like us. So it's really the motherfucker, the businesses. Oh, you don't have any children? Okay, that means we don't have to. We don't have to pay out a gang and insurance company. Because okay, what do two faggots benefit from getting married? That tell you right there that black people got we don't even know what the the point of marriage is. They they two faggots coming together to pull their money together. Yeah, that's for tax reasons. For tax purposes. Because two, I mean, what we watching right now, what's really going on? What we seeing right now is a new, a new political term. What we seeing is is a, what's the word I want to use? Yeah, a uh, 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 democratic dictatorship. No, 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 my, 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 because it ain't even democratic. A capitalistic dictatorship. That's some new shit. That's new. Most most dictatorships be fascist. Mean mean they want to militarize, but they also capitalists. So they sell guns and they in the business of making guns. That's dangerous. And it's a dictator, and it's one motherfucker. They they trying to make it with one motherfucker gonna be leading over us. Mm-hmm. They might be trying to push the first faggot president. Shit, <laughs> I'm saying. Did you hear that speech? Did you hear the speech by the white man at the national press conference at the national hold up, the national press convention? With all the West from all over the United States come together, they had a white man who was so notable that he was able to get time on the podium. But these about 15, 20 minutes was a lot of time at the National Press Convention who sat up there and talked about how he gave Obama head in the motherfucking and the goddamn limo while he was um, sitting there in Chicago, and how 
uh, Obama had hit, the, had hit the block. And Obama hit that pipe a couple of times. But he was he wanted it. He wanted his head from the pipe, man. And right there, he said, he flies, man. But now, this at the National Motherfucker Press Convention. You should pull that shit up. Never been talked about at all. Never. And you don't just get no fucking time here. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, don't, you can't just be some motherfucking whatever. Um, you know, white man ain't credible. But you, you understand, in the realm of what they're dealing with, you can't be like a non-credible source that just come up here and start talking at the national press. Goddamn convention. This is what brought the Tom Kite and all the rest of these motherfuckers. Tom Bokal and the rest of these motherfuckers down. So you just ain't getting no time up here unless you can. So, and, and they listen to him fully all the way through. And not one fucking news out there. And not a piece. Not a piece. I've been heard. How many of y'all on the line have heard that? No. Uh, can you repeat that again? I'm looking that shit up right now. <laughs> yeah, the, the news. Uh, look up the National Press Convention. Obama, homosexual, homosexuals, uh, Obama, the National Press Convention. I forgot the goddamn cracker name. God damn, it's been so long ago. Obama been the president for a long ass time. Now this shit was out of wild thought. Look for it on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look for it on YouTube. They got the video of the white man up here talking. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, out of all the long lists of crackers that have been president, more than 50% of them was gay. Or, yeah. I mean, the niggas parading around in stockings and wigs. Them, all them generation of crackers, <laughs> George Washington, Tom, them niggas was, all the niggas was punks. Yeah, and like it was a day of party, and why would it not be? You know what I'm saying? The nigga was wearing stockings and penny loafer pumps. Penny loafer pumps. <laughs> and penny loafer with the big heel in the back. With the wig on. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the with the pedal pushers on with a block. <laughs> I'm serious. With the makeup on and lipstick. I don't <laughs> like that no fucking pretty local pump. Man, we 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 seen this shit so much and we didn't store it in our subconscious mind. Right now, we're gonna go from the bottom up. The penny loafer pumps and when you get to the ankle, we got white socks. And we keep going up. You got gray. We got gray pedal pushers on, with a big white blouse with an overcoat that's too tight, with gloves on. We keep going up. He got a little a red sash on. He got a long draping. He got the long Shirley Temples that come down his ankle. Then that come down to his. his <laughs> yeah, that's two niggas with faggots, man. Oh, man. Oh, I think it's that man. It's a fucking pity local folk. I'll go 
don't forget that shit. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Oh, you know, but these motherfuckers with the titties on the pump floor. Right? Hey, brother, boy, you seen it? You can picture it, but all, all, all the niggas flexing their caps. Look at peep it out. They flexing them caps, nigga. That nigga's pump, man. Lots of niggas flexing their caps. They sure the fuck in with that tail falling like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> they had manicures too. Yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> yo. It goes deep, man. Before, I mean, you got to tie all this shit. That's why I studied the enemy, man. When you, the cracker already, like, uh, they're aging population, right? And then you got to tie in, they, they say there's over 200 serial killers roaming America, and the average white serial killer prefers white babies. I mean, they be killing us off, but a lot, you know, a lot of white babies come missing every year. I mean, uh, I'm watching this one shit. Uh, 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 damn. What's the other game faction called, uh, Brother Born? Uh, uh, Boy Lover, what's that shit called? The, uh, 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 Nambler. The Nambler. The, the Man Boy, the National Man Boy Love. That's man Boy Lover, right? Now, I'm watching this program where this, this undercover fed, this is a cold cracker. Right, he didn't call. He didn't been undercover cracking niggas in drug cases, undercover playing, you know, a, a, a hitman catching bikers and shit. This is first time going undercover. Or this? No, 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 no. I'll take that back. The nigga probably wasn't even undercover. He was really being himself. But while he was being himself, he, he found out the whole culture, and these motherfuckers had illustrious backgrounds, and the niggas like to get together and get young white boys. Look, I mean, uh, look at uh, John Wayne Casey. John Wayne Casey had 30 young boys under his house. <laughs> so even the, the average cracker family, they got to watch out for other than cracker predator. So they, they got some fucked up shit going on in their family. So, you know, they projecting that shit on us. Oh, you're not. You're saying that. Just <laughs> in the news of West Virginia, white girl. Mr. John, he find her in the back cave. He finds it to him. He's going to go see her. Comes right in and try to kill her. Well, she ain't come right in on her trying to kill her. She ends up getting him to drop, put the gun down. He grabs the gun, shoots him. Bomb, 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 kill him. Now the cop talks. He got an act. I'm going to go something. They got an act or fall. Black and bad, drugs, bleach, bulletproof set, more guns, shotguns, saw, shovels. Whatever, for all, all the tools you need to dismember motherfuckers and just kill them in any type of brutal way, he got all of them tools inside his goddamn car. And a list of motherfucking women that he's going to see in West Virginia. Now, they think he's a serial killer because they, they find out he just comes from Ohio. No, he just comes from I believe Ohio. He just comes from Ohio, and they got uh, inside a small town, or whole, like five or six stairs underneath. Same MO. But, you know, that serial killer is, you know, it's hot right up, real. 
understand. Y'all leave and travel alone. Don't live, don't live too close to him. But they beat your ass too. And in, in that media book I was reading, it, it got a whole chapter basically describing from 1979 till now how the media has aided in the role in which pedophiles and rapists play in in terms of their punishment. And these motherfuckers, same motherfuckers lobbying and putting votes in. See, when it comes down to politics, it's, no, it's nothing on morality. It's based on a dollar. Interest. Yeah, we interested yeah. in keeping niggas down. Interested in, uh, y'all still like want to get my rape and kill on now and then. Don't want to get caught. So you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, don't then don't y'all find it uh, kind of weird? Like organizations like the Shriners, who are Masons and shit. All their little non-profit fundraiser organizations sending around young boys. Y'all ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. The Boy Scouts, shit like that. So, you know, and, and when you look, you know, people people talk about all oh, this occultism and don't get into the sacrifice of children that go on behind it. That's really what the shit that's really about. The killing of innocent children. That's the sacrifice shit that go on behind. I'm going to see that shit in it. The only people who, who, who told me that they were willing to help me fund my fucking summer program. What is you? Was the goddamn nation? You understand what you're not saying that these brothers would, would steal no babies or nothing, but how? I couldn't say what they couldn't do together. But, you know, there's that point of a lot of that fundraising things are centered around young boys. You know, because just you know, they really. Who was said it? Uh, Professor Griff, when he said that they're really trying to reestablish the old Roman Empire, this they really are in terms of this gay shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of weird because the Greeks, the Greeks were openly gay. When the, when the Romans came in, they used that shit. They used Roman policy for dictating. They you mean they used every law to, against the people. They were strict. So they had to hide. They were psychics back then. Leonardo da Vinci was a faggot. <laughs> so, you know, this has always been their coach. So why is they why are they why are they pushing this shit worldwide? That's because everybody everybody else populating. Except for them. Yep. Everybody else populating. They numbers going down, so they got to put. They got to keep you in check somehow. And what a better way to keep you in check than make you check your fucking self? And then, has anybody ever looked into? Has anybody ever looked into the domestic shit that homosexuals go through? Man, especially them dykes. They be whooping their girls' ass. Right. I've seen that. I've seen that. Be a, 
it'd be a constant insecurity thing. Like, bitch, you looking at that nigga? You know what I mean? She 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 has to constantly check the, you know, to make sure she ain't still fucking one man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, son, I'm telling you, I've seen that, 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 that lesbian shit, that dyke. Domestic violence. Oh, they, yo, they get it in. They get it in. You come up Yo, they worship men and a woman because I don't, you know, look. I know men that do some wild stuff. But because it seems like because a woman is with another woman, they, y'all, it's like when they get into fighting, it ain't no holes born. Like, it ain't, you know, it's something just, it shouldn't be happening anyway, but it's something totally different and they're very volatile, extremely volatile. Uh, I think one of the things is that security issue that you're talking about, about whether or not one is looking at another man or woman. Either or, because, you know, women are a certain type of thing. Once a woman is with you, she's with you, she fight each other, either or. Yeah, yeah, that's the women. Now, when you go into the, the men, the, that's police don't like getting into that shit. Oh, because yeah. the, the, I'm talking about two. Europeans, homosexuals, fighting. Oftentimes, they sex be so borderline, masochist, rapist type shit. That when police get involved, they don't know how to, so they just say couple fighting. You look at a lot of serial killers who got away. A lot of serial killers is gay. And a lot of their victims got away. And when when the victims got away, they were men. Yeah, this nigga tried to kill me, man. Little young boy said, this man tried to kill me. They assumed that the nigga was gay off the wham. How this shit go? And assume it was some weird, freaky sexual shit because them, them gay men be having some weird sex. It's not just fucking in the ass. It's some chain me up, beat me, weird type, masochist type shit, rape shit. But rape, that's what it is, rape. You know what I'm saying? Staged rape. Staged rape. <laughs> The police had to put in money in their budget to train the officers to deal with that type of shit because officers was going to these calls and just, like, really not knowing what the fuck to do when you go to a car and, like you said, you know, you got a motherfucker with a get suit, the other motherfucker bleeding out the ass, y'all just in there looking wild and crazy. Officers don't know what to do. They don't know what, the, what we supposed to do with this. You know, look, look. You send, you know, if you send two straight men to a team like that, that shit is shocking. You don't know what the fuck to do with that. All you want to do is leave as quick as you can leave. That's it. I, I know I work as an officer. I just go, oh, oh, I ain't fuck out of here. No, 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 no. Whatever the fuck y'all are doing, this ain't no shit to leave this thing. This is. Whatever the fuck this is, okay, uh, if whoever talking to me, I'm listening to them only, oh, oh that's what happened, okay, I'm out. Get the fuck out, okay. Because that's what happened with Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was raping the little motherfucker. Jeffrey Dahmer was raping him. They, he brought out the house. They bring him back to the house. Give him back to the motherfucker because they believe that they were just having a rough, the almost sex. Yeah, I mean, 
it's finna get real weird around this motherfucker because, I mean, it, back in the day, they used to say, okay, back in, like, in the early, when AIDS first popped out, I can see why gay marriage would be prevalent. Because the faggot would want to lock him down with another faggot or her with another faggot, and, and because there weren't that many faggots around, right? Now that everybody's jumping on this homosexual bandwagon and then the gay marriage, I'm like, let's be real. You motherfucker, well, you know, it's not based on that marriage shit because it's a lot of punks now. Now, my, my, I'm bringing that up is why ain't nobody talking about homosexual AIDS no more? That shit was a hoax. <laughs> All this homosexual shit, nobody... Remember when we was coming up on? That shit was synonymous. You couldn't say faggot without AIDS. You couldn't say gay without AIDS. Them shit was head and fucking head. That's a very good point right there. They was hand in hand. And that's how we talked about that shit about AIDS before. We did a show on that shit. About how it's very... Uh, the way that they label it, you know, you can it could be almost anything and they can say you had AIDS. And for you to say that, that's very really, ah, interesting. They talking about safe, well, I mean, what they talking about is safe anal sex? Because AIDS has to come up, right? Or, or, or see, it's selective now. It's only in regards to black people now, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Faggots ain't got AIDS no more. Just niggas do. <laughs> See, this, this, you know, this is a criminal motherfucking society, man. Anytime, anytime they, they want to switch the polarity on what's supposed to be perceived as being this and perceived as being that, they will. Right now, they're portraying the, the model family as being that of a faggot. You know, listen, listen to what the guest of love is, uh, this, this, this is just hilarious. He said, yo, you already know how gay it is and how greedy they are. They can't just have a flag. They got to take, they can't have a flag with a color. They got to take every color in the rainbow. Yeah, that is some greedy shit. To take every single color. Our flag ain't going to be this and that. We want all the colors. We want all of them. All I want to know is, with all this rampant, proud homosexuality, I want to see these faggots age tests. Oh, such and such just came out and said he gay. Well, he need to come out with his AIDS, or she need to come out with her AIDS test as soon as they come out and say they gay. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm being real as a motherfucker. You don't hear nothing about that shit no more, man. Right. Uh, or, or what problem used to be you didn't have to use the Bible. Or what problem do you have with homosexuals? Uh, HIV and AIDS? AIDS, hey, yo. Where's HIV at? Yup, that's what I used to say. That's what was, nobody wanted to be gay, so most of you won't catch the AIDS. You know you catch the AIDS if you're gay. That shit was like automatic, like like shooting dope. Matter of fact, it was more synonymous with being a faggot than, than shooting dope. They wasn't like, they was like, yo, if you're a fag, man, you don't catch the AIDS. Fuck that. No, no, I'm telling you, you don't catch the AIDS if you're a fag. No, it just is what it is, man. Mm. Now, I mean, we got to be look at this shit. Let's look. Let's use their stereotype. You mean to tell me you got? I mean, homosexual, gay, motherfuckers married, adopting kids. What the fuck's going on? We ain't got to use the Bible. 
See, now they got to, by them, by, by us bringing up that old argument, they're going to have to turn around and bring some truth to what the fuck's really going on. Oh, 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 such and such is gay, and they've been gay for since 20, 30 years. He a rich faggot, though. They rich faggot. All them, all them designers. They was gay. They had sex, but they, they didn't have. Then how did this age shit pop up? See, and how did it become indicative in the early, late eighties, early nineties to these gay motherfuckers and minorities? When, when they told us the first motherfucker who brought it into America was a gay motherfucking stewardess, right? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Who, who got who killed? But you know they say monkeys, but. In terms of how it came to America, they used that textbook, the the, the the white male who was a gay stewardess who was on planes, flying here, flying there, and AIDS was popping up here and there. Now, in 2015, you only hear about they closing down. I mean, even porno motherfuckers got to wear condoms now because of the sex. And these niggas are having sex with females on camera. And the disease is still there. So I don't understand this shit with these gay motherfuckers. It's more than a problem, you know, and the main thing is that it's, it's just being pushed forward to our youth, and that's the, that's the main crux of the problem, that it's pushed forward to our youth at an unprecedented rate, and that we have a problem with our youth being to understand what is, what is natural out here. Now, as we, you know, they found a way to just... Um, <clears throat> Divert us from what the fuck is right, man. They got like you know, like you you hear like I've seen the young dudes like they they playing with them. They get they high five and these jokers. They acting like this and it's just ain't okay. And I'm I'm fucking crushed. You understand? Like I'm bugging out by this shit, but everybody else is like, nah, you know, so man. I'm assuming, I'm assuming, brother born, that that was the first move that they made when they got when the faggots called they when when the faggots saw the timing was right and Ray with the nigga named Ray Bubba get them niggas was okay in terms of the timing. That was the first move they made politically was that they 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 made it their business to sever all campaigns any slogans. Uh, any advertisement, advertisement promoting homosexual or connecting homosexuality with HIV or AIDS. In fact, I'm, I'm because they this this show you their political control. You don't see no negative images or portrayals of them motherfuckers. None. None. True. Not even at school, my nigga. I can't. I will, You know they got campaigns at, at colleges now. That shit is like I'm, I'm I'm they may I'm pretty sure even at the jobs now. Motherfuckers who work in this shit, they have meetings and shit. Uh we got a job act so forth, woo woo. Uh you can't say nothing about no 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 factory. Nothing. Yeah. You, you gotta remember that magic was like the first one to say, Well, I got AIDS but I'm not gay. <laughs> magic Jones. Yeah. You remember. Yeah, he was. Well, yeah, I'm not gay. I got AIDS. And yeah. I'm a... He, 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 he's he's old, Mr. Rowe. Magic got financial AIDS. That's why. 
we thought he had regular AIDS like the rest of them. He had financial AIDS. Imagine we're like, listen, y'all, I got financial AIDS. He just forgot to say the financial part. He said, I got AIDS now. And, and we can see, you know, all these years later, how well his AIDS have worked for him because his portfolio is blue chipped up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So his financial AIDS worked for him. We thought it was the other kind of AIDS. But that was the genetic and the fuck with us. Yeah, that AIDS, the, 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 the other quote unquote disease that killed you in goddamn years. You're out of here. I'm telling you, I'm the only thing that he got, Brother Baker, was financial. True. If you could tell me how he gained 40 pounds of solid weight, that's bigger than he was when he was playing. He looked more healthier now than he did then. Yep. So, what did that happen? You the one miracle? You the one miracle out of everybody. You the miracle man. You live twenty years with the AIDS. You live long enough where you can go. You can go and donate blood. Magic don't live long enough with the AIDS where he can donate blood. Come on, man. It was a lie, bro. <laughs> yeah, but well, they'll say he had he had HIV. Technically, they say, well, he didn't have the he had the HIV virus. He didn't have the, but still, the nigga had something. Whatever the hell will believe it, he'll die in sooner or later, man. I know that much. I do know this will happen. Yeah. But you said it right, though. The elder said it right. He, When he said HIV, he felt the need to disconnect it with what? The fact with the homosexuality, because they were one and the same at one time. You couldn't say homo. You couldn't say HIV would say, what happened, nigga? Uh, he, was, he was gay. They wasn't. They, they they were saying uh, uh, intravenous uners and shit. Like, come on, man. That shit was start off with. That shit came with punks, man. Mhm. And and that for me, that's how I I, I see that it was uh, part of the eugenics because we watch how the face of that change from a homosexual mm. fad to a black woman. Mm. Right. That's and that's it. Yep. <laughs> but family, if you pardon me, I, I want to say something, you know, about this uh, evolution conference that's coming up. Uh, I really am of the consensus now that, uh, you know, I'm wondering if uh, people getting paid by our enemies to push this because it seems to me that the bottom line of those that are proposing evolution under the guise of it being, um, you know, of African origin, the theory of evolution, and uh, that somehow uh, you uh, memorizing what your enemy that wrote on this is going to be beneficial to your B.B. Fahodier. I'm of the mindset that, this is to condition our people in accepting the enemy, uh, the monster, as being the one, one and the same. And it will also then help them to combat, and I'm talking about the cracker beast in power here, 
for at the moment would help them to combat uh, staking claims on our um, illustrious uh, 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 history and antiquity. You know, at the end of the day, if you if you're arguing that uh, the cracker beast comes from the African, thus is African, then they have they can use that to legally steal what they've already stolen. But thanks to the work of the master teachers, it put a, a pause on that shit. Thank y'all for letting me get that out. I agree with you, Sister Camille. Anytime you got uh, in a, a misdirection like that, you, you know you got to ask the question: Is sponsors, sponsors? You know, it's like when you're watching a good movie, you're trying to watch a good movie or, or something that you, you know, you're trying to entertain. You're gonna be interrupted by motherfuckers who are gonna pay for to get them commercials in. We got, you know, we don't need no more commercials in this African liberation. We got too much shit going on. And, and for a nigga to hold a, a, a convention on really commercialism, because the shit really don't, whether the nigga proved the point or not, it's, it, it's not going to help us because niggas ain't going to grow no diverse toe to swing through no trees to get away from this shit that we in right now. Niggas ain't finna grow no tails. You know, this is a nigga do say we came from apes. The fuck that going to change anything? And if, and if we don't come from apes, we already knew that, but. It's, it's just misdirection, man. It's just a fiasco to get you to just, just, just to come spend your money to escape from reality, the reality of what the fuck is going on. And, and, and any time that you get that many people and take Africa out of context, you talk about Africa and, and, and connecting us to monkeys, doing the same shit the European doing, you're doing the same shit that you're, you know, you ain't doing no different, you're just doing it in black face. So I, I know where you're coming from when you say that's what's coming good. That's, that's, that's generally my attack. And it's really centered on the individuals who think they qualify to talk about this shit. You niggas are talking about every these are the same niggas who told you we came from a, a UFO convention. Remember that? Remember that's what's come here? Mm-hmm. They won't support Bob Maddox or none of their affairs. Ain't, ain't had Bob Maddox on camera. So none of they ain't had that's disrespectful right there. And that nigga been in Harlem how long? Oh. Okay now. Speak the truth on it. Oh, no, you're saying that. Hold on. See, he was like, yo, you know, he said something about the UAM. And instead of him trying to help build the UAM, he said, yo, he went and just built his own thing, do something different. You know what I'm saying? I, and I can't and I, and I, I can't remember everything that he said. Right Brother Boone, that's some bullshit. UAM. I remember him speaking on the UAM. And saying that you know, it's a uh, new head that he wanted to bring to the people. Um, brother, that's some bullshit. Because, mm-hmm. like Brother Mikara said, you never once had the microphone in front of him. You never once had him on the couch. And then he know he has to know very well about how he has been illegally prevented from practicing law. He never even dressed the Tawana Brawley situation. Has he ever? So, I mean, you know, save all that. Plus, they got a common connection, college. See, the more you listen to Sarnetta sided with the motherfucker who got him in pocket. The nigga had Malik Zulu Shabazz on his couch. Okay, now. 
If he could, though, he, if he could, he would have Louis Farrakhan showing him up. <laughs> and probably would get it before he would have Austin Mattis because that nigga Asian nation of Islam, he don't have to admit it because i never seen him in a bow tie. i never seen him in the nation's uniform. I've I seen him when he was with Khalid, the Black Panther Party. But he fucked more with the nation of Islam than niggas in the Black Panther Party do. That's weird. I know some niggas in the Black Panther Party who came out of the nation, but I'm saying a lot of them ain't fucking with no religions. You know what I'm saying? The ones I'm, you know, some of them got their militancy from the, the uh, uh, fruit, but that nigga Sarnetta wasn't in the fruit. You can tell by that nigga posture how he get down. That nigga was you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That nigga was working the camera. I seen a young, young, young. They did a protest. Uh, 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 what the fuck were they at? Atlanta somewhere, Atlanta, yeah. The uh, uh, Black Panther Party did, and 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 Kyle had sisters, sisters, sisters doing his security. So hey, that was his bodyguards. He was, he was two sisters on his side. I'll never forget that shit. And I look and I said, "Is that Sarnetta looking like a square? Nigga looking like 120 pounds wet? Yeah, you know, he's short. I know niggas that short in stature. They got hands, but you know." You weed out, you size niggas up real quick, man. That nigga had on some bifocal thick as coke bottle, thick as bottle cap glasses on that motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? And I, but that's his role. I like that's what Sarnetta said. He should have stayed behind the camera. Good cameramen don't have to show their face. But I tell you this, this now speaking on the nigga, this is a reoccurring thing that I've noticed too. Every time Seti talks, every time Seti has a lecture, that nigga walks across the camera. Did y'all notice that? Ashay. You are, you are on point. I kept noticing that the last time I watched the little shit with Pol- Polite, and then when, 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 when said he's talking, I'm like, nigga, point the camera up at the, at the fucking screen. He would only do it on certain occasions. But every time Polite talked, he put that motherfucker right up when he was talking about. He never walked in front of the camera when he was talking. Every time said he gets, if said he know it, you know, see his body language, every time he, he looked look right at the camera. He do it twice. He he should need to stand up. Let the nigga know his time. Nigga, that wasn't your role. Because you being right up on the college, you should be that young man right there. You know what I'm saying? Talking that truth right there. But you ain't. So just let him shine. There's some still okay you are. But I just notice little shit like that. I be watching for, you know, noticing little shit like that. So them niggas, them niggas got money behind their plans and you don't have you don't have to sell no gimmick to your people or, or, or limit your capitalism to your people. You should you should really capitalize off other motherfuckers and bring that wealth back to your people. And don't see your people as a commodity or product. That's not community based oriented. That's short change money. It's only gonna get you so far because you're you you're always posing yourself in terms of what you marketing to your people, not in terms of what you don't feel people and what you're gonna get back. You know. That whole that whole little debate was to try to reinvigorate his credibility because niggas know he did. That's why why did he had to keep iterating this free, this free. You have to say it once or twice. For said it ain't the first event said he did for free. When said he, I've been to Seti County, California. I went both times, but the second time he came, he stayed two days. He didn't charge nobody shit. And hey, Ru was with me the second time. He didn't charge nothing, nothing. Both days was there. Pay for my, you see what I'm saying? And he's not limiting his uh, 
just uh talk to just one community. That nigga saw another being just in Harlem and so forth, and niggas traveling all their way to go sit on that nigga's couch. That shit amazes me. As if he's authority. I'd rather go sit on Automatic's couch and ask him about all the scholars and ask him about the court cases that he had and ask him about the footwork that he didn't put in and, and, and ask him for some wisdom to give us a projection towards the future and where we're going. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Let me, uh, these niggas in New York is scared of Baba Matt. Anything, they scared to even mention his name on radio. When his name is, I, I called the station not so long ago, you know, me and Brother PB do that, and the boy hung up on me. That's Bob Slade. But they, they, all these talk shows, these cable talk shows, them niggas are scared of Bob Maddox. If, if they put him on their show, I don't care who they is, they might not have that show the next day. Because the way them, all them shows, you can't, how you want to, if I'm Bob Maddox, I should be on TV. If you on TV, then you ain't saying shit. That's the way I perceive it to be in New York. If you if you doing a little cable show, all the little talk shows, these these practices are allowing you to do that shit because they they my thing my gauge is bubble matted. Nobody wants them on on nothing on no TV shows, no newspaper, no nothing. I gave them Negroes that got all them talk shows on Bible Maddox. Charlton got a show. Other Negroes I know got a show. But they taking Bible Maddox and say, this brother can't come nowhere near, Mike. And that shit is illegal and wrong. They're scared of what he's going to say. And then they're already, they already alive with money coming to them. You know, when money coming. You know, the, the, the African running, the African running away from you, and ain't nothing but cracker in your blood once the money starts showing up. You know what I mean? So you need to go get that money, get you know, see a little dollars or see a little prestige and be afraid to lose what they don't own anyway. That's see, that's, you know, that's what our problem You be afraid to lose what you ain't even got. What the mm. fuck? Like we, you know, I'm, I'm saying, you know, uh, we got we 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 working for other people. We're not having our own jobs. We're working for other people. We're living under other people's rules, housing, things of that nature. This is what we're doing. So you can't lose something that you don't have. You know what I mean, you know, it never belongs to you. You can't even miss it. That's right. Uh, you know, I don't know why. You know, I know why Bob Maddox has not. I, I spoke to Sarnetta. I was saying, oh, look, man, I've seen the face this big. Look, what's going on? So with Bob Maddox, why are you not trying to Bob Maddox come on? 
Oh, man, we've been trying to get the brother. What? What are you trying to get Bob Maddox? You ain't trying to get him. Listen, man, you're either going to get him or you're not going to get him more, man. I'm like, come on, man. I know you can get him more, man. You're right here. Oh, man, we've been trying. We're trying to hook up with him. I got to talk to uh, what's her name? But, you know, Brother Bourne, that's funny because when the general was at uh, UAM, him, Ta- Natural Tahuti, and the pimp, Polite, came in, and those two sat in the front damn row. They showed up late. They missed uh, Baba Maddox. Uh, lecture, it was, like I told you, I love the general, but that, that lecture was powerful. The history trip that he took me on, the information that he hit me with, it, it, it had you on another level. So when the general came on, you was already already at that apex, you know. So that that's that bullshit right there. You know, my thing is on, on this matter, when those people who do not uh, stand up for a revolutionary, when they turn their back on them, when they got all kind of excuses as why they don't use the vehicle at their hand to uh, bring light to the brother plight who's being attacked by the same system that you're supposed to be fighting against, they should not be given a pass. War should be declared on them as well. And what I mean by that, you know, completely, initially, completely uh, blacking them out, or whiting them out, you know what I mean? No support whatsoever. But, we, we, you know, we don't really, you know, when we get to that point to take that stand and uh, put that pressure on them, then we see. If you're saying you can't do right by this man who gave his life to fight against the racism, the racist New York uh, uh, judicial system and government system, a political system, and you, you're saying you won't put him on the airways because you're afraid to lose your job, well, if you're living in the neighborhood with us or wherever you live in that, it shouldn't be comfortable for you. Yeah. And that just go to show you that um, if it, if if like just like what the elder said, what you just said, the fact that uh, certain individuals get a lot of media exposure, whether you know the dumbest motherfuckers get the most exposure for the dumbest shit, and when the you know when you got factions who they don't even know if it's work, but they know his name enough that it pops up where if they were to put him on, they would lose their job. I'll let you know that these motherfuckers got a, a, a list of motherfuckers who they condemned or attempted to silence by just by not acknowledging them and not giving them no type of, you know, medium because they know they, they, they have the ability to uh, uh, influence individuals. You see what I'm saying? And, and it, it, there's lots of people looking from the outside and they, they go to tell you like this. So when you see all these individuals who are getting... Uh, uh, all type of exposure, media exposure. Anytime they shit in the toilet, the media is there to cover it. That's for a reason. And then the individuals who have who have a mission purpose, who have a, an agenda, 
can't get five minutes on a, a little rinky dink show that going to take you know when 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 when, uh, when uh, so called uh, uh, people celebrities can't even speak his name as a collective. That's so you right there. You know what I'm saying? So they're more. Him speaking publicly on their network serves more to hurt them than vice versa. You see what I'm saying? So they blackballing my dude. You know what I'm saying? And house niggas like Sarnetta, no, you would think Sarnetta don't even ascribe, or, or he, you know, to a, a national network. But yeah, you know, I want you to go ahead. You got everybody else on there. You got two Felicity Man Bashir. Uh, 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 you got all these religious motherfuckers who. Got nothing but opinions, number facts, but you won't even go to a motherfucker who qualifies to clinically diagnose the legal situation that we're going to. You're going to bring polite in to talk economics, and you're going to bring morals in to talk law, but you ain't going to bring in a qualified black attorney who served among one of the hot, served among one of your progenitors, one of your, 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 your uh, elders who schooled you in the game in college. Let's show you right there. What the fuck's going on? I'm gonna call you on it because mm-hmm. you still ain't you still ain't told us show. I mean, even even when you have a, a, any media, when you have a, 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 a when Marcus Garvey started the uh, 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 this paper, the Black Star, it was some integrity behind it. When the Muhammad speaks came out, there was some integrity behind it. When the final call come out, even the final call newspaper, there's still some integrity behind it in terms of what they choose to talk about. What the fuck? Or is he? Or does you know he's saying, "Was well, black or oh, black news one or two? But in terms of his agenda, what's your agenda? You you would get more support in terms of of, of expanding, but it seemed to be like the nigga trying to uh, uh, capitalize off that shit. You was you you think you know, white folks don't trip on their ego shit. They do. They they have a collective ego, so they have no problem with having a Ricky Dink a a, a, a startup newscast. They didn't have more than one reporter. As long as they see that collective symbol. You see what I'm saying? And then they got to do all the reporting. You got to do all. You see what I'm saying? All we need is your symbol. Just put the symbol on there. We know you the co-founder. We don't have to see you that much. The youngsters doing interviews so forth, but the good work go undone because you ain't always on the forefront. When you, got, you feel the need that you got to oversee every dollar, that it ever see every scene, you don't trust nobody. And, and, and how can we trust that you're going to be bringing out good quality material that we can build from? And that's not the case. It's more, and you should be more honest, too. Hey, man, you got an upcoming lecture, man. Hey, man, call me. Like Maroy do. Maroy let you know. What he charge up front? You want to do a music video, a documentary, man? Let me know, man. I'm in the film and the movie. I'll make you famous. Give me 10000 I'll make you famous. That's not the case here. We know you're getting sponsoring because we know YouTube now is uh, getting more hits than cable channels. That's why they got commercials now. Anybody's tripped off that? <laughs> I'm watching a lecture on Sonetta, and every 20 minutes it was a commercial. I'm like, damn, I didn't watch four hours of shit on YouTube, and there may have been it was a, a, a commercial before I watched it, but it wasn't none while I was watching some shit, literally. Yeah, man, three, four commercials during it. You know what I do to bypass with commercials and make sure they don't get paid, man? I go ahead, I skip forward to another video that I don't want to watch, and then I just go back and it deletes some other uh, 
Who got them commercials out? As far as I know, you can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna keep that in mind. Cause yeah, that just, cause you know, we've been on YouTube damn then what? For more like four or five years, man. Remember, we remember when the shit you wasn't getting full lectures, nigga. You was getting ten minute clips. Yeah, ten minutes, man. It wasn't ten minutes. Know, at a time, and like now to see, you know, the one thing is to see all the commercials on some of these uh, African stations. And I'm not trying to talk about them getting their paper, but a lot of these commercials are anti-African, period. Like, why would you have, like, the sun rise? You see that raw commercial this on the Hell this? yeah. That was some disrespectful shit. Yeah. That showed me that they listening. They know. They know. They know. They twerping. They, 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 they feeling the need to have to uh, 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 revise the history to speak to the time, revise a lot of things, the content of history. Because, and I finally watched that movie, brother boy. I finally watched that Captain America movie. Finally watched that shit. All right. The algorithm. I I was like, damn, I heard that term before. And he said that the the ex-Nazi created an algorithm that was sending around how much, the the internet, how much you spend, what you choose to spend yourself, your shit on. And what the algorithm did was further or further simulated the personality of that type of individual and put them on the list. Meaning they would, they would, be, they would be able to determine by what you buy, what you, what you choose to listen to on, 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 on you know, talk shows you listen to, and take that, and, and then this, this software will be able to make a personality uh, uh, like how like profilers do with serial killers. And, and if you look at it, it's kind of ingenious because if FBI profilers knew what serial killers spent, what they bought, how they bought it, and so forth, they would be better making a profile. So you can make a profile of an individual based on what you spend right now because of consumerism and, and better allocate like, like right now. They know we are radical. And noticing that uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, on war days, we're spending two, three hours on a talk line with Africans and so forth, but we unify. So... It, can, it works against the same thing, but that was interesting. I seen that, Brother Boone. I looked at that. I said, okay, this is very interesting. And it gave them the ability. And I also seen Robocop, Brother Boone, for the, I just seen that today, too. And you sent me, you was like, you got to watch that shit, man, bro. I watched that shit. That shit's scary. The old Robocop. No, the new one that came out, well, I watched the new one. You watched the new one? That shit's scary, nigga. Woo! Yeah. I'm telling you, my nigga, they ready to give it to us. So he ain't aware. They ready to give it to us. Because they kept saying fighting crime, fighting crime. And when I watched it, you know, today was after we had that projection show. So I'm like, damn, who the fuck? They ain't, they ain't showing us, but you you know what it means when they're saying crime. they showing uh, Arabs and shit, but, you know, that shit was like, wow, man. Police officers get need you know no cop. They ain't think about the criminals. No cop will ever get killed again. What? Cops are supposed to die. Cops are supposed to have the same mentality that samurais have. It's an honor to die in battle. If a cop retires, that should be you know he should be shamed upon. He's supposed to die in the line of duty, right? It's an honor. 
and should be patronized and have a man, these motherfuckers as cowards with badges. Now, that's how, you know, that's what the most of them are, cowards and managers. There was a guy that got picked on that school. And that was if you're a cop, and you've been a cop for 10 years, you ain't been shot, you ain't doing your motherfucking job. What it is, crime is down, my nigga. Crime is down. It is all across the nation. All across the nation. Even though motherfuckers is broke because they know these motherfuckers will lock your ass up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just ain't doing it the same. It ain't the same thing people know better. Man, we all grew up in the crack era. We know crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know when body counts go, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I ain't going to say crime is just that. It's crime everywhere right now, but it ain't in terms of decades. It ain't, it ain't like gang banging and the crack era, man. That, that shit was, you know, that's why the homosexuality is going, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Because crime, see, crime, as long as crime up, that means niggas is killing each other and the crack was killing. See, right now, niggas is, they projecting niggas killing each other. There's a lot of killing going on, like in Chicago and shit. But that's politics. If you know, I'm from California, and Chicago gangbanging is a little deeper than Cali shit because I, I respect them niggas because, well, you can say what you want to say about Chicago. Dude, you can't be white and you can't be Mexican and be a disciple. You got such your own shit. You feel me? Ain't no Mexicans and no whites in them niggas shit. Disciples neither. Ain't no Mexican disciples. Ain't no, you got to be a Latin disciple or something and you uh, assist the branch off, but, you know, but, in terms of the solid sedan, you know, even in some parts of Cali, you may see a Mexican crip or a Mexican blood, but he, but he, you know, he got nigger roots or something like that. But they, they, they politicking over there, and then they history, they history with the police of Chicago been there ever since. Uh, 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 they killed uh, uh, what's his name from the Black Panther Party? Oh damn. Well, Bobby Hutton, public Nineteen year old. They put his spokesman and killed him in his sleep. Well, I was Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. They got a race. Them, them, I think Chicago police probably got some of the racist motherfucking uh, 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 in the nation, man. Real talk. Nah, they yeah, have me and the police. Chicago and, and other nations, but yeah, Chicago got some. What was, what was that, brother? It's not my brother, Tim, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and the queen were just watching uh, the the how y'all doing, Black Power family, for you know what I'm saying, get there. But but uh, we were just watching something about the uh, Chicago police was torturing niggas, man. You know what I'm saying? Then they caught them up for torturing niggas, convicted the nigga, torturing niggas, and this nigga still ain't still ain't getting nothing happen for this bitch. Ass. Oh, he went to jail for oh yeah, he ended up going to jail for perjury. Something totally different. They said it was outside the statute of limitations. He's torturing people and they call it outside the statute of limitations. I didn't know what you said. I said he said they got caught, he got caught torturing people, but yeah. he said 
It was outside of the statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, a whole bunch of people got uh, exonerated off death row because they were tortured, niggas. You know what I'm saying? And you think about that, man, that's, that's attempted murder. You know what I'm saying? And if I if I if I torture you, make you confess to something you ain't do, that's gonna get you that's gonna get you a death row sentence. Shit, that's attempted murder, you feel me?
the Jay Helm. You know, you said about Jay Helm, right? And later on, but we got to talk about this on Sandra Bland. I want, I want to see some information, and, and I don't want to talk about it right now, but I want to see some information to check it out. And then we, but um, with that Jay Helm thing, you know, uh, Texas, right? They got two states. They got them labeled up, right? And Texas is labeled as a hostile state, meaning that this is where they're going to be doing the most of their uh, killing type of operations. We don't be doing mostly, uh, you know, uh, um, scheduled killing ops. It allows their takeover town, taking over uh, 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 city property, taking over municipalities will be done in Texas and I believe Arizona will be what is known as the hostile territory. So you have to be very, you know, we got to be very uh, aware of what is happening there and stories that are being put out, whether or not they're exercises that are going live or, you know, or they're exercises in general that are being produced and given to us as media spend in order to psychologically uh, embed in our minds certain types of scenarios and things that we should be doing or should not be doing in places where we should be running to or not. So. Hey, thought? Is it a coincidence that both states that murdered, I mean, that uh, bordered of Mexico? Is that a coincidence? Hold on. Hold on. What was that? I said, would it be a coincidence that both of them states, uh, states where they have tr- trouble with the border with Mexico? Right. There ain't no such thing as coincidences, man. Non politics. I forgot one of them cracker before it was in presidency. Yeah, it was a big coincidence of politics. And all things they deal with is politics and military. Makes no mistakes about it. Well, I gotta tell you, you I can't Siri, can I this is Donaldson? Up here in um, San Francisco, how you guys doing tonight? All right, Captain. I just wanted to chime in on the uh, the Jade Helm stuff you were talking about a second ago. If you don't mind, uh, lady no, friend. No, but before you go there, I was speaking. Uh, what I wanted. Oh, to I was say, too, but you can go ahead. I, I was speaking before you interrupted. You know, and I just wanted no. To you interrupted me. I, I was first. I heard the voice that I, 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 I heard. All right, you know what? I'm gonna mute out. I'm gonna mute out. You do your thing. Bye. As I was saying, um, the thing that I long for, the thing that I long for, you know what? I don't even feel comfortable saying that right now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, hold up. Look, I'm trying to share something with you guys. I, I mean, I'm, I don't have to chime in. You know, you just want to call me. Go ahead. Are you recording the show now? Are you recording our show? Hold on, I got this, y'all. I know who this guy Hi, Mr. Donaldson, you called in last week, I presume. Am I correct? How are you doing? That is I... true. I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm a little curious to what you're doing calling in tonight. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell us uh, what's your agenda tonight? And, uh, are you, uh, are you uh, why would I have an agenda? I'm just listening. I like what I hear. Okay. Do I have okay, to have an agenda you, to listen? No, because last time you were saying that you were recording our show on your show, and I want to know if you're doing that tonight. No, I'm not. Okay, thank you for your honesty. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead with your question. No, I just I'm saying the sovereign citizen movement. You know, the the FBI has been 
over the last, like, maybe, say, probably, like, decade, you know, prop- propagating is is a distraction to keep everybody focused on the individual man or woman. It doesn't matter what color you are, okay? It doesn't matter. But what they really are going to do is take over this, the, st- the state governments because, you know, they are the, – the, the, the police outfits and all of these um, civil – uh, you know, municipalities, they're basically the, these, the, these agencies that are actually going against the federal laws. Because according to the Reconstruction Act, you know, uh, all, the, all the, uh, the states had to make their constitutions conform to the U.S. laws. So in, in essence, what they're trying to do is basically they're trying to distract everybody by making them think that it's individual men and women that are sovereign citizens that they're coming after when in fact really it's local municipalities because they're legal persons under law and and it's a trip because um it could it could be it could be a, a, a group right of people that are you, really you know they're not necessarily illuminati sorry you really just interrupt the queen to say that bullshit. Yo, yo, family. You ain't saying nothing new, bro. The fuck don't he sound like the crack? You know what you sound like? Dr. You sound Khalid like a straight hater to me. You remember uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad with the crack and mm-hmm. beef, Anthony Hill? I don't mind being hated on, though. But isn't that the same thing that Anthony Hillier was trying to uh, serve yeah. on our people in that debate? Y'all, did y'all, y'all caught that one, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to maul us. They're going going against all of us. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a color thing. It's, it's, it's not a black and white thing. It's a rich and poor thing. It's it's a, it's a up echelon, lower echelon. Class. Yeah, they want to all come together. This we have to unite now because they're kicking our ass like they were like we were kicking your ass. Now we're getting our ass kicked. Fuck that. Let's unite. <laughs> Sorry, Donaldson. You know, I'm saying Donaldson. We was nice. We was nice last Saturday. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Family was nice. But you came in real, um, I ain't like how you came in, period. I just didn't like how you came in. So, per that, you out. You know what I mean? You out of here. So, um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, thank you very much. Peace to Greece, you know. I think he had the same agenda as before. I don't trust him. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you was questioning me. Nah, man, I don't know what I'm saying, man. No, we not, we not into this. We ain't questioning you. We don't, we don't want to question no more, Don. Now, back to what we were talking about, about Jay Hell giving us fucking information. We already fucking know what the fuck they're doing. We're not slow. That's one thing I don't like when white people come and think that they just, you know, oh, let me, let me, let me cut in and, and correct you and give you the proper information on exactly how they're doing the municipalities. When I just been saying that, Don, I just been saying that they were cutting in and taking over municipalities. But you have to come in and make sure that you don't give up that good white commentary. Like the was now. Exactly what it is. But I'm sorry, Don. Uh, and I'm Donald's son, actually. I'm actually Donald's son. That's my father's name. I'm actually Donald's son. So I'll take over for you for the rest of the goddamn night, okay? But where's the smart guy at? There was a smart guy up here. <laughs> Not like these other niggas. Smart. 
Where is he at?
You know what I'm saying? A mass shooting happened. So, you know, that uh, we're still starting to get some autopsy reports out of Charleston, South Carolina also. A lot of information not coming up. A lot of information not searching about that um, situation in Charleston. So if people can find, if y'all find some autopsy reports or anything, please do pass them on to me. Let me know exactly what's what. Uh, but on to the next one. Let's see here. Oh, Lord. Now, now, now he's trolling the motherfucking the guys there. Now he's trolling inside our, inside our group, inside the motherfucking uh, chat room. Mm-hmm. Like Brother Little said, there's no such thing as coincidences. Yeah. Now you ain't here trolling. And I'm saying, you know, what the fuck? I ain't trust y'all, bastards. You know, I'm glad, we, I'm glad y'all are interested. You know what I'm saying? Now you're interested. You know, tonight is news, news, and more news. We're just giving you that good news from an African view, African perspective, first, second, and third. Ain't no place for nobody else. You got no place. Our arms too short to keep hugging. <laughs> you know what I mean? Arms too short all this time. Trying to hug ourselves only. So we don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anyone any type of friendliness because you want to align with us, because you want to be an ally. There's, there's nothing that says that I have to be friendly towards you because you want to be our ally now. You know, because all of a sudden you found it in your heart to uh, see the black people as, as human beings. I don't have to be friendly towards you because now all of a sudden you didn't have an epiphany. I want to know what happened to all those good abolitionists uh, after the Reconstruction period. Uh, you know, how 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 did the Reconstruction period end? Where were their uh, martyrs uh, when that went down? You know, where were all those great abolitionists doing Jim Crow and the Black Code Laws? Huh? Where were all those abolitionists? From that time period to the 60s, understanding there already had been a Civil Rights Act in the 1800s, as well as a Voting Rights Act, but it didn't mean a goddamn thing. On, on, the words didn't mean nothing on the paper. But where were all those wonderful, great, ab- white, cracker, beast abolitionists? Where were they? My ancestors won't allow me. You know, the millions that was raped, babies sold away, husbands sold from wives, wasn't even allowed to be a, be a husband. Uh, uh, my king couldn't even be my, my husband over my body, over my babies. You know, get the fuck out of here. That's Shay. Oh, Lord. My family was raped, too. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm glad, Donaldson, you came here, man. You're going to be the motherfucking experiment for stick, man. It's, 
we had the news, news, and more news. It's 130. It's 130. And I'm going to give this to you. Now, see, you're trolling in the thing, but you're thinking, we don't know nothing about slavery. My people was raped, too. You know, I'm going to tell you something. This is that shit that the Hebrews pull. That no matter what, I'm going to tell you about a religious nut. The religious nut. These nuts come in and they say this stuff. And I'm not talking about black Hebrew Israelites. I'm talking about the, the, the real deal Hebrew Jews. This motherfucker will write itself into history even if he got to be a slave. I was there too. I cut with too. It's just try to get in. Right? We don't need to get in. If you got your ass booked during slavery, that's white on white crime ain't got nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I'll call if I don't wait for So you can't get me to be, uh, like, I'm supposed to be emotionally distraught. I say, well, we got a bond. Because crackers whip your ass too, right, man? No, that's the problem with your motherfucking cousin. You got them brother and sister. That's the problem with y'all in a family. The shit y'all did is some other shit towards us as a motherfucking whole people. This ain't no brotherly thing. This ain't no motherfucking friendly, friendly. Y'all just a fucked up cousin. Say none of that. So, you get that right with them. I don't know why y'all even come to a show that on the show thing and say African first, second, and third. Other than try to try to siphon off information or siphon off our ideas, our mind state. Really, you want to try to catch our theology, our ideology, in order for to know how we think. So, you know, it worked well, listen to the archives, but play, maybe you play again maybe next Thursday, next Saturday, late. Call in at 1.30, no, 2 o'clock. You call in at 2 a.m., and we'll see. Call in the same time you called in last one for me. Nice. I'm on. Uh, let me see. What What was the last story that I had? Y'all got any other stories y'all want to put in? Uh, preparing for shifts. All right. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I was incorrect. I'm sorry. Let me let me re let me re let me restate that because I had to pull that I had to pull that Jade Helm up because I wanted to look. But Arizona is. What it is is it's light blue. My bad. It's an uncertain state. Texas is is hostile, but it's an insurgent pocket that's at the bottom of California, right next to Arizona. Utah is a hostile state. Is it Utah where that white man had that ranch at, or is that Nevada? But Utah is a hostile state. Uh, New Mexico is is a uncertain state, but leaning towards hostile. Uh, Arizona is an uncertain state, but is leaning friendly. California California is blue, permissive. Nevada is blue. Colorado is blue. They are all permissive. 
But on the bottom of California, it's a red, like, you know, the bottom part of Southern California is what they would call, they they saying here is an insurgent um, pocket. Brother Born, hostile to what? The United States government, not to me. <laughs> yeah, hostile to the United States government. Because this is what the this is what the the the, the actual uh, exercises is for is is to prepare themselves to go into, you know, different nations under these different circumstances. So it would have to be a hostile state towards the government. Interesting thing enough is that Texas is one of those states is one of the main states that holds on to um, as much of its sovereignty as possible as a state. And always, and the thing that I learned when I was in Texas, is, you know, I heard this and I ain't never, I didn't hear it until I went to Texas. But this guy's down there was like, yo, Texas is big enough to be his own country. And they like, yo, we the lone star state, and we mean that. And we won, we won by ourselves, we by ourselves. Up. And we would be big enough to be our own shit. Texas is the only state that has its own embassies. Like, Texas got embassies. I mean, and like, you know, you got the United States embassy, but they got Texas embassy. So, you know, Texas is a very, um, free uh, um, type of state there. It also, it has enough oil supply to be someone that is able to sit at the table with different nations and be able to discuss policy. That's the only reason you would have your own, you know what I'm saying, like in UN building. Only, you know what I mean? The only reason you have your own embassy in another country is in order for you to be able to discuss uh, policy with each other and interact some type of trade, some type of commerce going on. But uh, let me see. All right, there, Goliath, Texas, there, Ann and Garland, Texas. The exercise schedule. Chuck Norris. Yo, I oh, forgot Chuck Norris is a real Texas Ranger now. 
Yo, see what celebrities do for you. This motherfucker played the Texas Ranger so long, they let him become one. Fuck it, Chuck. You're playing such a good Texas Ranger on TV. Come on out here. Get the fuck out. Oh, man. But he in the Guardian, he in the news, talking about, yo, listen, man, there's a plot to take over the state. The thing that they keep saying is it's not martial law. It's not this. It's not that. Oh, all right. All right. All right. The hostile areas. All right. Alright, this this the spokesman saying, you know, his labels are to be taken seriously, they're part of a fictional exercise. Uh, um, the special ops command that the hostile label was part Fox thirteen and they asked them, what is the context for Utah's hostile label on the map? And they said the hostile label for the exercise design is fictional and not intentional. Representing their belief of the state of Utah's hostile. Oh, Utah is the Mormon state. That's one of the free life states, too. One of the free life states. They, they, they just not really uh, attached to the federal government like that. I'm trying to find the what you call it, dog. One part of the exercise judgment, and then that way we can be right on to all the dates that they're doing this stuff. Then I said, let me go to the government website in order to look at it like I want to. Yeah. I'll start uh, oh, 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 this is something You know what a card is But that's the bullshit Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look as hard as I can, family. Um, and try to find this, uh, find the schedule at least. Um, Florida, Louisiana, and they don't have none of them on the map, though. Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi are not even on the map. And they're saying that they're being there doing exercises there, too. Journalists not allowed. I don't like how they would be allowed in a lot of other ones. But I'm not finding the schedule. (laughs) 
I'm not finding it. I'm not finding the schedule right now. But I will. I will keep looking, and when I find it, I I'll zoom that out to the thing. Because I said it was. It was one that Governor Weston. And now for some reason I'm just not able to find that site. Monday, police in Mount Vernon discovered a 44-year-old woman dead in her cell. Let me, let me, let me open this up. Raynetta Turner was arrested and locked in a holding cell Saturday on shoplifting charges. Sometime after her arrest, Turner informed that she had numerous medical problems and was eventually brought to the hospital um, Sunday evening. She returned to the holding cell briefly that night before she was taken for fingerprinting at 2 a.m. She was found dead 12 hours later. But her, uh, her death follows four other on July 13th. Um, all right, that was the Sandra Bland. Um, the 14th, A.G.O. Kendra. Chapman um, allegedly committed suicide in Alabama. Uh, she was arrested, cell phone, Sterling. Joyce Cornell, I don't know why the fuck they even got. Uh, well, Joyce Cornell was arrested. She was found dead in her cell on July 24th. And on July 26th, officers found others who I was talking about. That was Cleveland Heights City Jail, Rakina Jones. Um, two days after she was arrested for a physical dispute with her husband. Hold up. Light Turner. Uh, Light Turner, she was brought to a medical facility after a staff member observed Jones was lethargic. They returned to jail. Prison officials say they conducted several checks up on the night she returned but found her unresponsive around 7.30 the next morning. Investigation underway. What are they going to do with these motherfuckers? How can you put you know, listen. See, this is where the problem will come with these motherfucking uh, fuddy ducks. Yeah. 
these jokers, look, 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 look what they're saying. Now, this is transgender center. The allegedly was raped while at jail. They said filed a federal lawsuit saying he was stopped, he was raped again, the pressure to stay silent. Now, listen, this is a man. Let me read how this should read, though. Donna who began her prison stint in 2012 filed a lawsuit last February saying she was raped in more than one correctional facility and denied hormonal treatment that she had previously taken for 17 years. While behind bars, she tried to commit suicide and castrate herself, later explaining that she would rather die than be raped in the future. In April, a motion to be transferred out of Georgia State Prison argued she was brought there in retaliation following the lawsuit months before in detail the way she was sexually harassed there as well. Uh, judge denied the transfer. Justice, the Justice Department intervened and Diamond is taking hormonal treatments again. But a status report filed by the Southern Poverty Law Center on her behalf alleged Diamond was raped in June at the very prison she was trying to get away from in April. According to the report, Diamond's cellmate raped her during a temporary stay where she was taken on the way to a medical appointment. On the way back, the perpetrator threatened her to keep quiet. The report also claims the warden closed laughing, disclosed by officers to other inmates who have secretly harassed and threatened her for speaking up. Now, listen. This shit is saying her, she, her, she. As though you're talking about a genetic in a female. So it's a man. Because this a man in a man prison looking exactly like a woman. You know, that right there, when you got so many people locked up in a situation like that, you throw in that type of shit, you cause it for shit to go wrong. Now what are they going to need? They own special jail, transgender wing, all the flip-floppers can just get together and flip-flop fish. Because I doubt if CEOs want to go in there and fuck with anything that them jokers do. So now you got to add it. Man. Man. Yeah. And this is what they're saying. saying. Many trans women, you're not a woman if they put you in a man jail. They don't put women in a man jail. I know that. I know that. Know that you can't get, you won't be in no motherfucking man jail. You're a woman. Hell no. You're a funny transgender bender. Who the fuck, what the hell, man? Who the hell can stop that? You got to go to the man jail. Where you got to go with nature assigns your ass at. Not where you feel like you should be at. And I got to get out there, got their feelings and all emotional. But that's my last story I wanted to do. One of the reasons I put that in about our queens, and we'll go back and read their names one more time and get off of this uh, thing right here. You know, we're going to go. We have our. Uh, 
Renetta, Renetta Turner, I say. We got Sandra Bland, I say. We got Kendra Chapman, I say. We got Joyce Cornell, uh, I say. Uh, that's that's all of them right there. Here's your chat, man. Yeah. Rekina Jones. Joyce Kernel. Oh, we got Rekina Jones. I'm sorry. And Rekina Jones. I said. But uh, these black women have now how their lives taken. So we have to we have to do our due diligence, right? Pay attention to what's happening and then go out. Put that correct information towards our people to let them understand that we are in war, full war, full on, on war, nothing else. So we must conduct ourselves like that at all times. Now, is there anything that somebody want to add on? Black power to your words, Brother Bourne. They definitely are timely. Um, I wish Brother Rahe Root was on. I like to share a story that he put in there, you know, to show the true nature of the Cracker Beast Savage uh, Bastard. Uh, Cracker Beast in Alabama was caught having sex with a pig in a Walmart bathroom. <laughs> Marvin Halbert of Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, is in police custody after workers found him having inappropriate relations with a farm pig in the superstore's restroom. Customers reported hearing loud squealing coming from the bathroom in the back area of the store near the layout department. Excuse me, near the, near the layway department. An eyewitness said a seven-year-old son went in, went in to use the restroom and came out screaming, "Mommy, mommy! Is a man in the bathroom holding a pig real close to him?" Confused, the woman alerted store clerk and was in, and was informed they had already had several complaints about noise in the restroom. Raymond Cooper, an employee at the Walmart store, said he was the one that ran in and saved the pig. When I went into the restroom, I heard squealing from inside the stall. I told the man to open it, but he wouldn't, so I kicked it in. That crazy-ass fool, for real, was doing a pig. I socked him in the face and grabbed the pig. The fool was out cold. Shortly after, the police arrived and took the savage bestiality bestiality practicing rapist cracker beast in the custody. 77 years old. Pig fucking. 77 years old in Walmart fucking a pig. Then come on, man. You ain't got no better place to fuck a pig. Not that pigs should be fucked, but goddamn pig fucker. Well, how you get in Walmart with the pig? What kind of shit is that? That... Man, if any of y'all understand that shit, I'm going to have to look at you funny. Trey. But I say,
then one thing that they're doing to us is they keep releasing this video footage and small and little piece at a time. Oh, we got a piece of this part of her in the jam. Oh, we've seen this piece. One thing, though, I want to say about the Sandra Bland thing before we get off is that I looked at the mug shot, and I don't think that she was standing up. Me personally. Because of how her hand was, and you can see up her nose, and you look at every other picture of her being shot with a picture based on, you can't see up her nose, so that means her nose ain't because her nose is turned up like that. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder how they got a picture of her nose when she was not laying down. Another thing, her hair was all going back to the back. And it looked like she had tape on her goddamn eyes. And I can't be able, I even want to tell right now, I'm trying to find the best resolution pictures, and then I'll be able to look into that. But I definitely doubt that she was alive when she was taking that mug shot because another reason is that she came in with that dress on. Normally the mug shot is the, is the early picture. It's one of the first things that is done with inside a book. So power should be changed completely to a complete jail uniform. That is ridiculous in the moment. Excellent point. Because that means that, you know, watch watch these jokers. I mean, the watch you got to watch, you got to watch. Watch them close. Watch them close. But I would definitely get in one by a little. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to get in with them later on about this situation because I know you're going to have some good perspective about some of the things that he's seen shit like that. So, uh, but family, if y'all got anything else you want to go in on, right? Come on in. I, I am looking at, you know, looking at the evolution thing coming up. Uh, all right. They ain't jumping in and out of different two, three, four different pots. A friend of mine said to me today, though, he said, yo, he said, y'all might want to go to that. I said, why? He said, man, it's like WWF, just like the Royal Rumble. He said, we got all the sun and the TV superstars coming out. And they all get a little bit of time, but they ain't nobody on the same team. He said, I like watching the debates, so why wouldn't I like to watch the Royal Rumble? I said, yo, man, that's very interesting that you uh, had that uh, comparison between the rest of the show. We know it's all entertainment, folks. It's all entertainment. But with that being said, you know, um, I can thank everybody for coming out tonight. Uh, Better good news, news, and more news. We will... uh, we will have to go and find out about this uh, untimely intruder, nicknamed Donald Son. We have to see exactly what this is and do a little background on this character. But saying, but on and on to the next thing, we will be back at you this coming Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. on the west side, the best side. So, Y'all come on in, tune in for our Think Tank Thursday. Also, tune in for Slaughterhouse Saturday. It's winding down, folks, winding down, winding down. The second is the debate, and that is a Sunday, am I correct? Make sure of that. 
as long as they cure the racial inequality, we got a crazy Muslim in here now. Sunni Islam does not promote racial bigotry. Let me get out of here. Let me let me go before whoever that is is listening. Satan got us all in the seeds. As soon as you start saying this is Satan, that's just like saying Batman. We know you out of your mind. Now, we're going to close this. But guess 18, don't go nowhere. Call in after we do this right here. <laughs> so with that being said, y'all come check this out. Thursday, take Thursday, come check us out. Slow the house Saturday. All the family be here. Captain App, Sister Camille, Brother Little, Brother Claude, Brother Rahe, Wu. We'll all be in here. We'll have special, you know, our, our family. Sister, Sister McKeer, Brother Temp, always sliding in. You know, we always thank Brother, Brother uh, Reggie Peavy, Brother Peavy, Brother Baker for coming in with the, uh, always with some timely information. And we always appreciate uh, the respectable elders coming in and just letting us know that we, as as the new elders, the young elders, that we're on a, on a path to a BB for Hodier through their eyes. All we can look for is to uh, be satisfactory to our ancestors, move us forward with this side as a BB Toomey and a BB for Hodier. And with that being said, I'm going to close out the same way that we come in. And that is with a praise in that turner. Glory to Garvey. Long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells. And long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Gohamer. Give me 48. God say, cracker in the trap. How's nigga told? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.